Moto One Podcast Network. I haven't queefed in so long. What the fuck are you doing? And that's our show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Good night, San Diego. Good night, San Diego. Keep it classy. I hate. I hate that too. I hate that the world is now a fucking refrigerator. Are, are you as stupid as you look? When I walked in, I thought my dad went on that. I love trash. You're listening to a show hosted by three sentient beings. One is old, one's a woman, and one is a robot. You decide who is what. And in the meantime, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of the Creative Writing Moto One Podcast Network or any of their affiliates. Moto One made us say that, by the way. Enjoy the show. All right. This is episode three one one. Your favorite band from the nineties uh, or early two thousands. <laughs> um, this is Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. I am one of the hosts, Junkie Turdman. I have been elevated from page boy back to co-host. On get this, the president was super pissed, uh, cool. even though I defended his stupid Moto Guzzi Palace. Um, he was super pissed at me for something the NOCO guys did and he takes it out on me. So I just got my temporary co- uh, co-host status back. But with me is the uh, permanent co-host, probably chairmans of the board now, uh, Double Into Dawson and Dragon. Hello. Hi. Oh, my name's actually Mike. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mike the Dragon. It was Double Dragon. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I like that game double when dragon. I was a kid. Double yeah. Dragon. Mike was the dragon last week, but if you have a word for uh, our word, if you have a name for him that you'd like to hear us call him, uh, don't make it something like dipshit. It's got to be something cool. But uh, yes. Yeah, you guys to- can, I, I honestly think that you should just call me something different every week. Every week. Yeah, that's, that's fine. what kind of has been happening to me. Yeah. Um, that uh, does remind would, me. Though, would you say Queen Laquifa? <laughs> going back, we, like what an episode, two episodes ago. It, this reminds me of a few Kernvilles ago. We were at the bar one night, the girls and I up there, and this group of guys that were from the campout came up to us, and one of them came up and he was like, "Hey, my name, my name's Mike, Mike Dynamite, and I love to like kiss." fucking fight or something like that and then like right. started making out with my girlfriend like right there wow. that, works, <laughs> so huh? that simple mike mike dynamite uh, uh I, I, hey that if it works it works <laughs> hi i'm mike mike the dragon my butt is shaped like a wagon sorry it's square and fills my underwear <laughs> i guess i gotta get out of here i'm lagging that's what I would Ooh, say. yeah, that's that's definitely gonna work. Um, yeah, you think? I'll try Good that mind. one out tonight. In fact, you're gonna try that one. Yeah. What am I gonna go by then? Oh, I don't know. You gotta figure it out. I'm junkie, junkie, the trash can man. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna wake up with some <laughs> some poop and sadness in your hands. I don't know. I'll think I of, love I'll trash. Think of mine. And that's our show. <laughs>
Yep. <laughs> All right. Good night, San Diego. Good night, San Diego. Keep it classy. Um, hey, on this week's show, uh, we uh, we're going to get into some highs and lows. We I wanted to talk about some trends in the motorverse, and I think that all of us uh, can think of some trends that maybe we're seeing or we're not seeing. I started thinking about that. I was like, we should go go 180 on this. I want I want to maybe talk about trends that we're not seeing in the motorverse. But before we get into that, and then and then Kim actually did a whole bunch of uh, of uh, research for the news, so she's going to do the news all by a herself whole bunch. tonight. <laughs> All right, Kim, let's hear it. Let's hear it. But before you hear it, let's talk about our highs and lows real quick. Let's go in reverse order. Let's go. Yeah, with, I was going to um, say, someone go for else. Yeah, go. let's go with Mike, the uh, magnificent Mike tonight. All right. So my highs for the week are certainly I got to ride my motorcycle every single day. In fact, Damn. I put a lot of miles on my bike every day. I got to do pleasure riding, not just commuting, mm, Pleasure, um, which is always nice. Yeah, it's great. Um, pleasure riding for me is I stick the butt plug attachment <laughs> into the seat um, and it vibrates very gently with the bike. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you rode a Harley, that'd be a different story, but those Hondas are like sewing machines. Yep. 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 Um, the low for the week. This is discovered today. I have a hydraulic fluid leak from my master cylinder. There is a guide rod when you pull the clutch in on the Honda. There's a guide rod that slides in and out of a pocket there. And the rubber gasket that prevents the hydraulic fluid from leaking out has torn. And now I have a small leak. Um, luckily I have the part. I just need to install it. Where does that go into? It just goes into the, um, the slave cylinder somewhere, right? Or does it leak into the, the case master? Yeah, well, it leaks. It's in the master cylinder up on the top at the, the Oh, at the top. Handlebar. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, up so there, it's, up it's there. really accessible. It'll be like a right. 10 minute fix. It's like that little rubber boot that goes on the rod. I, I was thinking exactly. down at the bottom. I was thinking like, for some reason I was thinking like the, like, you know, the clutch actuator rod, like the push rod or something. No, I would be crying if that was the case. I don't want to have to do that job again. That that job honestly sucks for the Goldwing. The best way to do that job is actually lay the bike down on its side so that yeah. you have motor <laughs> access. Nice. I thought you were going to say drive it off a cliff and go buy another Goldwing. Uh, <laughs> that is also another option. I yeah. did do, guys, I did do some motorcycle shopping this week and I'm thinking about buying Ooh. another Goldwing. Ooh. When are we going to find out what's going on with the sporty? As when soon as he sells done. it and buys another. When it's <laughs> done. No, no, no. When it's done. Um, it's a super secret surprise. <laughs> Is SSS. He's going to give it to you on Christmas. S. So just don't, don't. Uh, oh, I was just, you know, my birthday's coming up, you guys. Yeah. I thought your birthday already happened. You just, you told no. me last week it was your birthday. No, I'm not one of those girls that celebrates it all six months right it's her it's her birthday month guys right not yet november oh november yeah all right guys remember not to talk to kim during the month of november i'm expecting so many instagram messages from our (sighs) listeners that that should be a challenge um i'm gonna tell you right now 
Um, I'm going to set aside a little bit of our Patreon money for your um, your fund for the psychologist oh. when you don't get a bunch of messages and you need to be <laughs> therapy to get cheered up. So I got I your back. I think we should go to like Deja Vu or I don't know, Experiment Rhino. What's up there anymore? <laughs> oh, that's, that's, uh, that is definitely therapy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, dude, I don't know. I, it's been so long. When I went to a strip, the last time I was in a nudie bar, um, I think, God dang, uh, I want to say Hadrian was still Emperor of Rome. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a hot second. Uh, the last time I was at one was at the El Diablo run a couple sh- years ago. You went to a t- you went to a Mexico titty bar. Those yeah. are where it's at. That's yeah. uh, that's yeah. you know what? those are those are where uh, just walking in will get you uh, meningitis. That's really when cool. I walked in. I thought my dad went on that trip too. And he's like, I'm going to go to bed for the night. And I'm like, okay. So we went to town and I walk in and my dad's at the table. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I don't think he saw me. And I turned around and went out super fast. Why? Go celebrate your dad's independence. I don't blame him. I just don't want him to see me there. <laughs> like you start dancing on the stage. Like you look down and you make eye contact with your dad. You both oh. just drop dead. What's worse, making eye contact with your dad at the strip club or him throwing money? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Both. I, I, well, actually, I think that <laughs> him throwing money would just be him being a supportive father. Which <laughs> He said I didn't have to go to college. So Right, right. And look where it led you. Yeah. <laughs> Friday night doing podcasts. Oh, oh, what? Oh, I was going to say stripping in Tijuana. <laughs> yeah, this is a low, I guess. Is this, is this podcast your low, Kim? <laughs> yeah, it might be because I feel like I don't really have any too many lows. I, ha- I do have lows, but I don't want to like complain that much. Well, I guess. I won't complain about my real lows. I'll just say coming to meet you losers <laughs> to make a show is really down there. I haven't. I need to ride tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow morning All or right. something. You gotta do it. Has That's it been a, one of those weeks where you just need that throttle therapy, as they say? I think it's been two weeks. Holy crap! Two weeks you, without riding. Man, I think yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It might be that long for me too. I I've, can't remember. Uh, did I ride last weekend? I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember. Like I said. I don't know if we were recording when I said it, but everything for me blurs into one long day. So I don't remember the last, I think I went writing earlier today, which means two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. So what are your highs? Was, was your highs, uh, did you already say them when we just, I want to know my high, I took my kids to this really cool, um, house, Halloween house display thing tonight. Let me mark down how far we are into this because I want, I want the world to know that you finally said that you, your, your kids taking your kids somewhere was a high. (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm grasping for straws here. I'm going to get this drop and cherish it forever. (laughs) I'll have to play that for my daughter. So, cause she was, you have to pause it immediately after before right. you say you're grasping for straws. I yeah. leave, right? No, I'll, I'm going to edit that so close that she won't be able to. She wanted it. to listen to. She wanted to hear herself. She listened last night to our last episode where sh- her clip was on it. Mm. She's like, "I'm so embarrassed." Yeah, Tell her I she said, "Don't be. worry, nobody listens to it." 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> <You're> good mom. <laughs> awesome. So, so that's your high is finally for once in your life is, is uh, hanging out with your kids. Um, what is your lows? Probably that, probably the not writing. Yeah. That'll do it. I mean, that really messes with people. I get uh, extra grumpy. Yeah. Damn. Your husband's like, like pent up. What the, yeah. Like, what's going on, dude? And you're just like, I haven't written. Don't talk to me. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You could have been the lead singer for Cannibal Corpse <laughs> just now. I was, <laughs> damn. Get out there and ride. How about um, yours, junkie? Well, my highs, uh, I'm having a hard time thinking of those too. Um, my highs, oh, well, one of my, I guess my highs, hopefully, this, we, me and Wiggs were going to go watch some uh, uh, vintage motorcycle drags last night. And then he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. eh, I don't want to go. I was like, oh, so. What a, I, what a lame. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not much better because I was like, all right, well, I won't go either, even though I thought about it, right? And then I thought, this is my low, I guess. I was like, man. I'm not getting out and supporting like a vintage motorcycle thing at our track, local track, which Irwindale has a lot of like, it's, it's a, it's a speedway. So, I mean, they do get like the NASCAR series, you know? Um, and there's like a lot of NASCAR events and demolition derbies that goes on there, but there, and there, there is a Thursday night drags and, and once in a great while they'll do Sunday, um, drags because it's only an eighth mile but they'll get like some regional eighth mile drag thing come through once in a while and my whole thing is that like they're building around it right now about five years ago they were going to close it down and i was i made a pledge then and there i'm gonna even though i hate oval racing like nascar i'm gonna go support it once in a while and i took my kids and they love it and they don't wouldn't go every week, but you know what i'm saying like they loved it they loved seeing the cars go around and crash and the demolition derby and all that stuff yeah. And I thought, so last night, or, or so make a long story short, that has been what's keeping it alive and not being sold is because like, you know, nobody, they were going to build a mall there. And I was like, nobody's going to drive all the way out to here to go to a fucking mall. Irwindale? Yeah. Yeah. When there's a mall right by Santa Anita Racetrack and Irwindale's right next to a bunch of rock quarries. Like, let's go, let's go to the fucking Flintstones Mall, right? Like, it's by between <laughs> yeah, three rock like quarries. Amazon and yeah, I can't remember I where Irwindale is, but it, it's up. It's like it, it's between here and Nowheresville. Like, you, you know, I made a joke a long time ago about Rialto being where motorhomes go to die. You know, like Rialto <laughs> is just like a terrible place to go, and it's like basically between me and San Bernardino and uh, there's nothing out there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that, so, is that the NASCAR track or is uh, that? Fontucky. Yeah. That's out. And that's out a little, that's Fontana and Irwindale was Irwindale's the closest racetrack until you get into downtown LA and they don't, you know, like I think they raced NASCAR at the Coliseum and they did like the super motocross at the Coliseum, but Irwindale is the closest thing to downtown LA. So mm. you got to go out to Fontucky if you want to get, that's where the California speedway is. Yeah. And then you got to go way further out. You know, there's, there's no racetracks until you get like Chuck Walla and Willow Springs and button Willow and all that stuff. So I made a pledge that I would go support this track long time ago 
And the fact that I didn't the other night and it was a motorcycle event, I felt really trashy. And, uh, yeah. You let down not only the local track. When Irwindale closes, even if it's 10 years from now, even if it's 10 years from, well, not even are you going to feel it. It is solely your fault. Probably, yeah. I'm going to start calling you sucky junkie. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. I think that's, that's an appropriate junkie, name. The sucky. My priest already calls me that, so I don't know. But uh, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, no, I did. I felt trashy. I felt really bad uh, that uh, here we are on a motorcycle event and I didn't I didn't go. And I agree. Uh, when Irwindale bites the dust, it's going to say, thanks to that asshole junkie, uh, we are no longer available to uh, provide you services. Everyone's going to come egg my house it's gonna be awesome hey it's gonna be you know the- speaking um speaking of pastors what do you call a pastor who rides a motorcycle rev <sighs> you're not supposed to know <laughs> you just you suck rev- you suck you sucky junkie is it reverend oh <laughs> rev her end there you go rev her end is that an option um <laughs> What's the difference between a, a priest and a child molester? Oh, gosh. Not much. What? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Should I edit that one out? I don't no, know. keep that in there. That's wonderful. That's <laughs> awful. I love that. We're going to just have to do a whole joke episode. Sure. Uh, um, <laughs> so I'm shit talking back to the topic at hand. Oh, I'm yeah. shit talking you not going to the local track and supporting, even though you said you were going to. It's okay. Yeah. I've told myself season in and season out. Oh, I'm going to go to Barona Speedway and do, go to the circle track. It's a <clears throat> dirt track racing. It's really fun. Yeah. And I always tell like myself I'm going to go. Right? It's like, it's uh, kind of big. No, it's small. Oh, is it? The uh, outer track? Went, the at Barona Speedway? Yeah, yeah. It's small. Oh, you went last like, weekend though, yeah. right? For the drags? Well, I, I went to their drag strip for their drag event, which was very cool. The SoCal bike drags. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Great event. Um, Had a lot of fun. I got to shoot it, which was so cool and exciting. Um, The other side of it is I tell myself I'm going to go support the eighth – or it's an eighth mile oval or – Three-eighths mile. No, maybe it is three-eighths mile. Yeah, it's, I thought it was kind of bigger, yeah, on the bigger Yeah, end. maybe it is. But I always tell myself I'm going to go, and then I never do. <laughs> so when that track closes, it will be my fault also. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know. Creative writing is going to have a debt to society to repay, and I have a feeling we're writing checks ooh, that are actually going to have cash. We're going to have to open – with it, using the Patreon funds, we are going to have to open a racetrack. Can you do that with seven dollars, <laughs> guys? If if you are listening right now and you're not actively a Patreon member, what the fuck are you doing? Wow, plain and simple. <laughs> Savings of very valuable cash in this economy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I make I, no honestly, promises. I had no idea we had a Patreon until right now. Yeah, there you go. Well, what a, and what an advertiser and hype man you've turned out to be. Thank you very much. Mike, uh, brought to you by uh, Six One Nine Mike Media. Uh, <laughs> we're we're in the Six One Nine. Have Mike you ever Media heard of studio. a Sattva mattress? 
Wow. Uh, I, I'm just going to start doing ad reads for people that don't advertise through us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried that before and they, you know, the cease and desists just started flying in. They're like, please quit advertising us. I was like, <laughs> I wanted to try. Um, I'm just going to read Joe Rogan's ads and like it's just oh my use God. his code too, like well, hey, word for word. Let me back up the last 20 minutes and erase it and let you just go. I, that, that's the one reason I can't listen to Joe Rogan. I tried to listen to him once and it was like 20 minutes of ads. And I was like, is this is this just an ad podcast? So I didn't even so know. If you listen to the podcast, well, you have to on Spotify. It's not on anywhere else. Um, You can skip through the ads because it tells you – Oh, how long the ad is like nice. when their ad comes up, you can just skip to the end and don't have to listen to the advertisements. I do it. Uh, I drive around in a work vehicle all week and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've gotten very good at knowing, Oh, this is who they're advertising. Cool. I know it's going to be one minute and 22 seconds. Oh, okay, I can skip there through. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I just, uh, so who is uh, first? Is it uh, is it uh, Doctor Green Thumb? Is that who we're <laughs> is that who we're repping first on this week's show? Um, yeah, we there do, you go. We do have to have a word of the week this week too, and uh, I guess I could look it up real quick. But I don't I remember thinking, the last. Like I seriously do not remember the last. Last week was sh- no. Last week was sharing, and none of us said it. Oh yeah, it's uh, that is one thing that I do like about the platform that we use to the podcast is that uh, it has, it gives you transcripts immediately after the show's over. I get to read them and see what sort of idiotic things I said. It's really fun, but uh, I can search for the word of the week and it, and it shows it once when I said, Hey, this is the word of the week. Don't say it anymore. And then it doesn't appear any more times after that. <laughs> so that's wonderful. Yeah. I that way I, I don't have to go back and listen to three hours of show to figure it out. Did we get like some new followers on that Facebook page too? <clears throat> uh, for word of the week or just Facebook? Yeah. On Facebook word of the week one. Uh, let me see. Uh, maybe. Let me see. I got one action. I- oh, geez. I clicked off it. 28 members. We must have got it. We must have got somebody new. Uh, <laughs> 28. I thought I saw a request or something. Maybe. Let me see if there's someone waiting here in the admins. I thought I think I I pretty much thought I made this like ad admin free. Oh yeah, no, it's just telling me that I could do with something. Yeah, I think I made it admin free because I was like, you shouldn't have to join, you know, or you know, go into any BS to. Oh, I see. I found. Um... Oh wow! Speaking of Facebook, that's what this week's word of the week is. <laughs> what, the what word of the week is Facebook. Yeah, submitted by Are, Chris Singsheim back in 2019. Well, I'm glad that I'm not decrepitly old because I don't talk about that. Yeah, I Wait. see on on our page. See, I didn't say it. Um, we approved a lot of people to speak and participate. Whatever that means. Uh, I'm gonna have to we check fil- that out. We must filter who le- who we let talk on the page. Uh, on word of the week, probably yeah. You because it's a since it's a group, you have to like join it, and it just says hey. Like I think that's what I'm saying. I think I put auto join. Oh, okay. So yeah, I don't know what this is telling so, me to do. FB. Hmm. FB is the word of the week, and it becomes official when I reach over here 
and Dingle the Bell. I didn't tell you guys this. This this will be my high for the week because my low was, you know, obviously ruining the racing industry for California. My <laughs> high is that I got a new nipple piercing. A new oh, one? Oh, good mm-hmm. for you. And my nipple piercing has a little bell on it. <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> wow. Is it a bicycle bell? Well, when I shake it like that, it sounds like a bicycle bell. I'm picturing a gremlin bell on your nipple. Mm-hmm. That's basically is there only is. one or is both? I only have one nipple, Kim. Come on. Get with oh, it. I thought you had three. No. It's well, in the center of his chest. When I asked to get it removed. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, When I asked to get it removed, they accidentally took both uh, two of them and only left me with one. So oh. as you do. That's why I also only have four fingers on my – I had an extra thumb on my left hand at one time, and now I only have four fingers. Um, so, yeah, that word of the week, which uh, rhymes with space nook, we can't say. Um, so let's get into the show and see if we can say it once or twice. <laughs> um, moving in uh, past our highs and lows, um, our, our you know what would make my high is if we got some listener mail and if we got somebody to join our the Word of the Week that I Can't Say page on Word of the Week and, and put some more stuff in there. I think we're running pretty dry on that stuff. So uh, yeah, join up, go on there, submit something funny. Um Let's move into the uh, events. You guys got some stuff. I got some stuff that I didn't even write down, but it's so locked in my brain that I don't need to write it down. So I'm going to let you guys go first because uh, your stuff's coming up um, quicker than mine is. What you guys got going on? Um, Kim, do you want to start? Sure. T- uh, tomorrow night, well, I don't have like our actual list of events like normal, but just some things that I'm doing is Tomorrow night down in Vista, there's a trunk or treat that North County um, motorcycle groups putting on at the American Legion. And that's from like six to nine. So uh, my group that I ride with the Hellcats, we're going to have a booth set up there for the kids for trunk or treat. And there'll be bikes and all that decorated. And then... um, Do you guys ever do stuff like... um you know, for the kids, you do that. But then for the adults, you do like, you know, whiskey. You got some whiskey shots down there. and I'm sure there's going to be something. Yeah. Mm, okay. Jello shots. Ooh. Mm, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a few of these. We actually won the competition one year for like best booth. We, we try to really do it up and decorate nice. the bikes. Yeah. Is it hard to do trunk or treat on bikes since they don't really have trunks? There's usually someone that'll drive. I'm actually driving tomorrow night because I'm bringing the twins and I have to bring our pop-up that we got. We have Are like you a taking your kids around. too? Yeah. Okay. So I really need to go <laughs> ride by myself. <laughs> now I'm distracted. Um <laughs> And so will everyone else be at this great event, uh, the Trunk or Treat. Yeah. Um, next Sunday, we're going riding out to Pioneer Town. Oh, damn. Next Sunday being what? No, what's the, the actual date? November the 5th. Oh, shit. Okay. We're riding out to Pioneer Town. Um, I need to look because I think there might be something else going on up there. And then I saw... I didn't know that this place had an actual Facebook page, but it's called... 
like the oh, station. You Someone dumb. just said the word of the week. You dumb bitch. <laughs> no. Well, next week you'll have a punishment. I don't know what it is, Uh-oh. but that's my first time. That's what she said. There's a first for everything. <laughs> Feels yeah. like the first time. So too bad you don't know Limp Biscuit songs, or next week your punishment would be to only answer in Limp Biscuit lyrics. <laughs> I think but, uh, that the part of the punishment is she has to learn all of the Limp Biscuit songs. I know Limp Biscuit. You do? Oh, well then I think Not I might right now. Tell, but tell I me about the chocolate starfish. Uh, and the hot I have a CD. Water. I have a CD somewhere. CDs. Hey. <laughs> All right. So the fifth, you're going to Pioneer Town, and you saw it on the most magnificent page on the internet. <laughs> no, that was no. What I was gonna say. Well, now I can say it all I want, right? Do is there sure. multiple Wait. consequences I mean, if I review? No, but yeah, me and Mike, ahead. me and Mike, still can't say it. I don't want us to be having to talk in limp biscuit speak next week. <laughs> Um, there's a place out there called the station, I think. And a few Mm. months ago, they did a cheese it, um, theme out Mm. there. So it's like a gas station and you could, I'll have to to post pictures, but there's a new theme out there too at that place. There's like a big muffler type man, but I think it's a cowboy this time. Yeah. You are so lucky we haven't been recording the show this whole time because that didn't catch you saying the word of the week. No Whatever. way. No, we're recording. I oh, okay. Wanted, okay. I just oh. wanted to see if she'd say it again. Well, I'll but keep no. saying it now because I can't. <laughs> sure. Sure. Right? Or do every time I say it, I you get You know, once like, I got gonorrhea and I kept getting I just said, I'm just going to get it every all I want now. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. You, you get it once, you got it forever. Yeah. You just keep <laughs> getting used. I'll just like get it however, however much I want. Yeah. The word of the, you've just got word of the week and there's no cure for that. <laughs> you know, when we used to have it in the studio, this one time I took a piece of, um, it was cauliflower or broccoli or something. And I put it in this jar and then I farted. And oh, caught you it. said this. Yeah. I caught it in the jar and I said the word of the week and I, and the punishment, we used to draw them out of this little can and I picked you know, I picked sniff what's in the jar and I already knew what was in it. And it was like, oh, it started a mole. It was like, it was terrible. And Wiggins oh, that's was probably gnarly. Yeah. Wiggins would always look over there and be like, what's in that jar? And I said, oh, that's a punishment. And, you know, he wasn't down with the punishment stuff anyway. So he was glad I picked it. And I almost barfed on air because it was really smelly. I but, um, saw a while back, um, I follow a face, another Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, Motor, motorcycle camping and the guy and like had you know his dinner out for the night and it was a can of those sardines yeah and those uh, sardines huh yeah the, <laughs> those specifically sardines. those sardines those, those you should ones. know what she's talking the about yeah. sardines and uh i thought she meant kipper snacks for a minute but no she means yeah. those, sard- those sardines yeah kipper snacks and yeah. My parents used to eat those when we would go out camping and that was, you know, in an old school camper on the back of the truck and my parents like farting all night in that (laughs) damn camper. I thought you were going to say, then my dad would come give us a wet fishy kiss on the cheek. But just thinking of your mom and dad wrapped up in the blankets together, passionately kissing with kipper snack. Yeah, just farting, licking each other's faces with kipper snack grease all over their lips Ugh. that brings back that's hot 
awesome memories of the 80s. I think we need to record 80s. in person next week, and I'm going to eat a shit ton of those for you guys. <laughs> and then start farting on us? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to eat kipper snacks? Yeah, and we're going to re- all, right. all record together in my camper. Mm, remember uh, to remind me to rip off my nose uh, in a hor- <laughs> horrific accident before we, <laughs> before we record together. Yeah, where our helmets... Oh my God. With tubes going up in them. Oh my God. From your butt to our helmet. Oh Oh my God. Like that scene in Jackass. I love it. Oh God. Yes. Uh. (laughs) Well, and that's the events folks. (laughs) Um, That's the events. Like stick to the. No, 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 no. Uh, This is, this is definitely better. I think at least than my events. Okay. So what other things? Uh, do you have any more? Mm, not really. I'm curious what Veterans Day rides are coming up. I know there's usually some, but I didn't see a lot. Isn't there like, I always want to say Roll of Thunder. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's usually a ton. And it's like, you know, Fallen, the Wounded Warrior does some. And like, you, there's so many organizations now. Like that Thunder are for, Roll or Thunder. That's what you're going to be something. doing after you eat the Kipper Snacks exactly. in the trailer. Uh, yeah, it's probably Rolling Thunder. Um, yeah, but yeah, when is Veterans Day? By the way, is it also November the eleventh? Eleventh, isn't that the day we're yeah. never supposed to forget? November eleventh. And actually, you know what? I need a date for a work party that night. I'm just wow. gonna put that out there. All right, there you go, gentlemen uh, or, la- your, or ladies. Your it's in Lake Elsinore the at the Elks Lodge on Veterans Day. Nice. Oh, how, really? How fun is that? That, that sounds like a great time. I know. That's going to be a hoot. There's probably going to be a bunch of veterans there. Like, well, I guess there's not. I was assuming it would be like a little bar there, you know, like a VFW. So I'm assuming there's going to be some like Veterans Day party going on too. Hell yeah. And the, the BPOE, you don't want to mess around with the benevolent and protective order of elks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, well, that too, I'm going to put myself out there for all the Marine Corps balls. I'll go to, um, I'll go with you guys or Christmas parties. So that's what she told her husband the first time. (laughs) That's how I met my husband. You you mentioned Marine Corps balls and it was like, all right, Sandy. Oh yeah. yeah. I know he was Marine Corps, huh? Cause I saw his, uh, yeah, I did actually meet him at a Marine Corps ball cause it was, he was there for that. And I was there for my, my birthday. (laughs) Cause you just happened to go to Marine Corps balls for your birthday. (laughs) <laughs> it's you my heard gift. Marine Corps balls and you're like, it's my, <laughs> it's my gift to myself. To myself. <laughs> All those Marine sexy Corps Marines. Dang. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, that's good. I like that. But yeah, no, uh, seriously, there is probably going to be a thousand events, rides, you know, all sorts of crap all over the country. So it doesn't just have yeah. to be stuff we know about. Who put down Rocky Point Rally? I think you guys are both talking about that. Is that um, TJ? Yeah. It's uh, Rocky Point, Mexico. It's Rocky okay. Point. Pe- oh, yeah. Rocky Point. Puerto Pernasco. Yeah. Um, so that's coming up. Did you say Puerto, Puerto Pernasco or Puerto Pernasco? I can't pronounce the first part. I'm too white. I, yeah, I was going to say I'm white. I don't I don't speak that language very good. Something Pernasco. It's on the uh, other so side of Mexico. Puerto you go would on, be point. You go in on the Arizona side and go oh. down. Oh, okay. So anyways. Um, yeah, you got the Rocky Point. <laughs> you got the Rocky Point Rally, which is put on by Biltwell and Law Tigers again. Jeez, is it Biltwell for that too? Biltwell, maybe not. Maybe it's Law Tigers. They spend so much time in Mexico. I wouldn't doubt it, though. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a good time. That that should be a good time. Uh, if you are in the San Diego area, Monday, October 30th, the Harleys and Hatchets event is happening. That is going to be a bike night and axe throwing at Axe Ventures San Diego, put on by my buddy Raccoon King Moto. You should definitely think about making a trip out if you're in the area. Highly recommended. It's always a good time throwing axes. I will be there oh, shooting yeah. photos. So I you you're going to say I'm, I'll be shooting the people throwing axes. <laughs> I will also be doing that. You guys saw what happened in Maine. That was you. I'm not going to finish this joke. <laughs> Don't set us up and then throw us under the bus. Damn it. Stand well, okay, like so idiot. it wasn't it wouldn't even be set us up and throw us under the bus. Finishing that would have put me in like a yeah, you know, vague threat territory. Right. Um probably not not the best look for me. Mike's right. also gonna be fitting people for the raccoon um butt plugs. Butt plugs, that's right. I forgot we we're gonna yes, do that. The raccoon, so the raccoon get, tail butt plugs you yeah, can get fitted yeah. for get your butt plugs. I see it's an Alcohol Harley Davidson. Didn't they just change their name to like Pendejo Harley Davidson or something like that? <laughs> yes, P- Pendejo Harley Davidson, El Patron <laughs> Harley. And the reason that they changed their name is they allegedly are looking for a new location. Uh, I would imagine hopefully somewhere bigger with like space where they can actually hold events. They are <laughs> holding just had an to e- park in the fucking street, you know? Yes. They are holding an event at um, the yet tomorrow, the 28th. They're holding an event, a trunk or treat for the kids um, trick or treating through the departments. So there's a costume contest and all sorts of good stuff. Um Myself and my son will be attending that dressed like Mario Kart characters. Nice. So um living the dream that way. You going to Sky Koopa? Uh w- Wario. Oh. One of the best ones. Um, yeah, exactly. My son's Bowser. Yes. So we're gonna go ride around and throw banana peels. Oh yeah. <laughs> Real life Mario Kart. Bring some uh bring a uh some turtle shots. I'm gonna here. stop it. I was gonna stop at PetSmart and buy a couple readier sliders. Hell yeah, just toss them out there. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Uh, <laughs> I love I love a good readier slider joke now and then. There's not enough of them in this world. Thank you, Mike. Um, yeah. I uh was that is that all yours too? I mean, those not that that's not enough. Those sound awesome. But uh yeah, El Pendejo. That's Harley all I've Davidson. got. El, El Pendejo. Um <laughs> Pinche Punta Harley. Pinche Punta Harley down there in uh, Punta Punta Bendeja, Culado, uh, Mocolato. I don't know. We, who, Speaking which one of was weird, it? like weird Harley names, like mm-hmm. Harley um, dealer names. I saw one today that I, ha- <clears throat> not that I know of a lot of them, but it was Bumpus in Tennessee. Mm. I think that's an actual <laughs> town in Tennessee, I think. Yeah, I saw like an ad for that one and I was like, where the was hell is that B- one? B U M P A S S bump ass. <laughs> bump ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um so also Sunday, uh November fifth, I was like, ooh, Pioneer Town sounds fun. Watching you crash out on the sand sounds fun, but I think I might head over the west side, not west, but uh up in the valley to the Hanson Dam. Um, for the 
SoCal Norton Owners Club, which I, apparently they're just going by SoCal Norton Club now. And I'm looking at it on their their page on the uh, establishment that I'm not allowed to say. Um, <laughs> rhymes with space crook. And uh, let me see. So it's, so it's uh, November 5th. Um, it's, it's all British stuff. So, I mean, you know, that's the thing is that like, if you bring, if you bring something that's not British, people, you know, don't pay attention to you, but that's fine. You just won't get any prizes or ride pins, but, uh, they are going to have an award ceremony at 10 and I think they're going to meet up. I think they're going to start meeting up at like seven. And then it says at nine, they'll start tallying up the, uh, the awards, have an award ceremony at 10. And then there's a, usually a ride through the back country, um, but I don't know. Maybe maybe this year there it doesn't say anything about the ride. That was the whole p- reason for going uh, in the past. That was the Hanson Dam like ride, you know. So where can uh, we find more information about that event? Uh, on a uh, social media site that starts with an F, and it looks like the it looks like an inverted T. What Twitter used to be, but um, now that Twitter's X, I don't really know. But yeah, if you invert the old T from Twitter, it looks like this company's um, logo. Uh, yeah, go check it out and look out SoCal Norton Club. Apparently, they don't go by the SoCal Norton Owners Club anymore because that was too hard to remember anyway. But um, yeah, check that out. Hanson Dam's always a good a good uh, meet spot. And I guess if they're not going to have a ride. Um, it's a fun area to ride around. So <laughs> it's a great, great area. Um, also, so the next weekend after that, whatever the second weekend is in November, I think it's the 11th and 12th or 12th and 13th. Um, Brady Walker and uh, classic track day ramming speed racing is putting on a track day at streets of Willow, uh, which is a smaller track up at uh, Willow Springs. And I forget it's pretty cheap. Uh, you know, that's, that's the day you can go. Um, you can ride, do practice. Uh, it's usually for classic bikes and smaller bikes, you know, so you don't have to go with, with the apex assassins and everyone on their, you know, BMW S and thousand RR and R one blowing your ears off as they go by. You can get out there and ride crazy bikes that don't really go to other track days and fit right in. And I think they're also doing a race school if you're close enough or you go get your race license um, so that you could race in the King of the baggers finale, not King of the baggers, the bagger racing league finale, which mm. is going to be the next weekend after that. So November, I think that's going to be, uh, 17th, 18th and 19th. Um, oh. is bagger racing leagues. That's my birthday weekend. Sick. So. Oh my God. So that listen, looks like that's the plan. Yeah. Listen, uh, I think it's Friday night, uh, or Saturday, or Saturday. I'll, I'll have to I'll find out hundred percent for you, Kim, but they, they, Dude, they said last year when the baggers did it, or maybe it was earlier this year, the baggers came out um, for their for their uh, finale. I think they held it there last year as well. And he, or no, 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 it was earlier this year at the, um, he did the uh, Willow Springs GP, uh, classic GP every year. He does that. And he's like, dude, the bagger guys came out for the, for the night before the GP and did like a bagger racing league event. And then the GP was the next day. And oh. he said it was like a mini Sturgis. He's like, Oh my really? God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We got to plan this. I, I would like to go. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. And you know, for me, it's a, uh, I want to say it's about an hour drive. So for you guys, With it's Willow probably Springs, right? yeah, Willow Springs. It's it's probably going to be two for Mike. You, it's going to be three hours. Kim, for you, it's probably going to be two hours because we can be camp bad. or like get a oh yeah, room. you could to- totally camp and um, bring your 
um, you know, if you bring your a tent, you can just tent camp there, and it's you yeah. know it, it does get windy, but as long as you got a place oh, to, um, right. you know, you just got a place to figure it, it out. On. Yeah, I I always tent camp there, and it, it turns out to be fine. So the classic track day is um, Sunday. Uh, 11, 12. So that is the classic track day. So the next weekend after that is the bagger racing league uh, finals. So 11, 12. So I guess, um, 13, 40, 50, Yeah. Like the 17th, 18th, 19th, something like that will be the bagger racing league weekend. And dude, it is, it gets wild out there. Uh, it also gets windy. So whenever I camp, I usually, um, I usually drive my car up there to camp and I just like tie my tent to my car <laughs> and I've never slept in my car, but I've thrown up my tent next to my car and used my car as a wind barrier and, uh, you know, slept that way. But yeah, if you have just your motorcycle, yeah, tie your tent to your motorcycle because the winds are get ferocious up there, but so does the, uh, the action. I think they're going to do some drag racing on the front straightaway and they're going to, they like last year they did a stunt show and, in uh pit lane in the hot pits and oh, um, that's cool dude it was it, he said it was just like mini sturgis he's like you know what like he's been putting on classic track days for a long time and he's like i never saw a turnout like this before like the harley guys know how to party and he's you know glad that they started racing um you know racing harleys a few years ago so yeah it sounds awesome so yeah if you guys are down uh, I have that weekend penciled in on my calendar. So if you guys are down, we should do it. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I can think of right now. Uh, what else? Uh, j- just that mostly. Um, the Hanson Dam ride was one that I wanted to make sure we talked about. And uh, yeah, toward the end of the year, um, I we'll see if the SoCal Norton Owners Club also usually does a uh, run for the roses, which is up to the very top of... Uh, like Mount Wilson is up the, up the two and it's been snowy the last couple of years. So people just kind of like did their own rides instead of a group ride up there. So we'll see if it snows again this year. Um, but yeah, if you want to check that out, so Cal Norton owner club again, uh, on their event calendar, that's coming up December 31st. I'm sure there'll be a lot of other stuff happening before that. All right, let's get into second segment. You guys want to take a quick break or you just want to keep rolling? Uh, I'm fine to... Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm fine either way. Uh, right. If we do take a break, I'm going to grab a beer. Yeah, let's take a break because I'm going to grab a beer. We'll be right back All with right. some more Creative Right. For over 131 years and several months, Clobman's has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Clopman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Clopman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clopman's, not for dreamers, for doers. Clopman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists.
Tired of hanging out in the garage with buddies and not knowing what they're talking about? Do you have inferior knowledge of carburetors or electrical systems? What about grilling beef, guns, or other manly things? Now RP Enterprises has you covered. Introducing Mantriloquist. Mantriloquist is a monthly subscription service that puts an expert right in your head. The next time you're in the garage throwing back some suds with your buds and the conversation takes a turn into uncharted waters, just text pound 33976 on your cell phone and wait for the magic to happen. The experts in our call center are available 24 hours a day. They spring into action via our patented two-way earpiece. They'll listen in on your conversations to make sure you don't sound like the village idiot in front of your friends. Our discreet communications protocol means that your pals won't hear a thing except for you delivering all the right answers. Now, you don't have to be afraid to join the conversation when topics come up like fuel pumps, inverters, clitoris, drywall, sniper rifles, and so much more. Mandriloquist will put you back in the game instead of holding your purse in the corner. So, man up with Mandriloquist. Requires a three-month minimum subscription. Not available for women. They generally don't care or are not afraid to ask questions. Not available in Guam or Burkina Faso. Standard messaging and data rates apply. Money back guaranteed. Call now to order. Listen, live a little is what I say. And if you can't drink, uh, they're not lukewarm beers, but a room temp beer, I don't know. Maybe you're not doing it right. You're not doing it like the, the Europeans. Speaking of room temperature beer, Mama Dawson, did you, are you drinking anything tonight? I'm drinking coffee. Hmm. You know what I was drinking earlier? Tomato soup. Ew. Thought you'd like to know that. <laughs> That is yeah, the you were worst. Drinking tomato soup. What the fuck, dude? I was never got I into was, tomato soup. I don't like tomato in general, but yeah, I could tell. I was pretending to be Dracula, and I was like, "Oh, this is what Dracula would do." Oh, yuck! All right, I'll edit that out. All <laughs> right, let's get into the news, and thank God, um, you're here, Dawson. You put on here about. Uh, the very first thing you you made it number one on our on our news I'm, this week. I'll fun. talk about number two, not number one. All right, how funny because I have some Goldwing. <laughs> this is going to be a very Honda Honda, I, Honda heavy a, news. Yeah. I so did the that first Mike. Yeah, we didn't. I I did. We didn't plan it, but it turned out to be this way. Uh, it happens to be because Honda makes the best motorcycles in the world. Yeah, clearly. that's also. What my dad said when I was born, he said it happened, but we didn't plan it this way. Um, I will talk about this first one, which is the Honda E-Clutch. And I know that I talked about this maybe even last year. Honda's been developing an E-Clutch for a while. Um, They, uh, let me see, they had mentioned it a while back because they were also talking about some automatic braking and things like that. They're like Honda's going nuts with electronics, right? So this E-Clutch, uh, what it is, is uh, I don't think it's, is it, well, it hasn't been released yet on any vehicles, but supposedly it's going to be attached to their, quote, fun line of vehicles. So I don't know which ones that is. The article that um, that you sent, Mama Dawson, has um, it's from Cycle World, and I think they mentioned that they were looking at it, and it looked like it was on a CBR 650R, which is like the naked, you know, 650. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, if that's their fun line, sure. Uh, and what it is, is it's basically, it's still a clutch, and you still have a clutch lever. There's still a cable going down to the clutch actuator, but 
you don't have to pull it, but it's it's there in case uh, the mechanics go wrong or in case you don't want to use it. And Honda's claiming that it's more like it's smoother and more intuitive and um, better than a human, which that's the problem with society is that we these robots that, you know, this is basically like another automated thing. Um, all these automated processes are going to be taken away from what the humans normally do. Now, I love to, I love a good shift. I love it when I miss shift because that tells me that I'm alive and I'm not a fucking robot, right? Uh, it's the only thing that makes me um, sometimes not think that I'm living Blade Runner. Um, is that if I did everything perfectly all the time, I, I would start to wear I was some sort of cyborg. But this thing apparently wants you to be a cyborg. And the way it works is that the the physical shift, like I'm saying, there is a physical lever and a physical cable to a physical actuator, just like you find on every single motorcycle. But uh, around that actuator, like it, it's going through and it must be splined now, I'm guessing. Um, or have like one of those ratcheting systems, like a uh, kind of like a socket does. Um, like a like a one of those little socket ratcheting sockets does um it it excuse me the the clutch actuator goes through a little gear little little like dog gear and what happens is um honda on their dct clutches their dual clutch transmissions those things have these solenoids and a couple gear position not i don't they're not gear position sensors they're like they're they call them angle sensors and they just like detect where everything is and when you're riding, that's how it shifts. And you can shift the uh, dual clutch transmission. It shifts by itself and there's no clutch lever on it whatsoever. And you can just ride it and it'll shift if you have it in automatic mode. You can also put it in manual mode. And what it'll do is you press a plus or a minus button on the handlebar and it will um, shift it, you know, up or down. And it does it using these solenoids and it tells it what speed it's in where the gear like internal gear shift is it's basically like like you have a um mechanical actuator of the shift lever is basically all this all the dct does when you have it in manual mode and when you have it in automatic mode it just like shifts itself based on rpm and all these other functions so what this thing does is even less complicated than that but when i was looking at it I think it uses the same solenoids because they're really the ones that like twist the little gears. And what it is, is when you get into, and Mike, we were talking about, you, you mentioned this off, off air. It kind of, it's kind of like GP shift or quick shift, like BMWs have and all that stuff on BMWs and Yamaha R1s. You already don't have to use the clutch lever. You shift. And when you push, when you're moving the gear shift lever up, it's pushing like on a sensor and the sensor tells the bike to, pull in the clutch, blip the throttle and shift the gear up, you know, like it does it 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 automatically. I think that this is Honda's way of branding that they're doing something new that other manufacturers already do. Yeah. Um, it's really, it's a cool, (laughs) yeah, is that, that's what I get from it. Unless their way of telling us about this is completely misguided or wrong, but it, it just seems like a, like a run-of-the-mill GP shifter or a quick shift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the thing is, is it's in this little gearbox, and it looked like the the pictures on the article that um, that Kim sent. It has like four or five little gears that work it, and like I said, they're 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 attached to the actuators, and when the actuators turn, it turns the other gears, which shifts it up or down, and it's all based on your foot. So your foot moves up, and it and that tells the actuator that you're shifting up. So the actuators turn and shift 
shifted up. And then when you shift, excuse me, when you shift down, it revs the throttle up and drop, you know, so you don't, uh, and it's got a slipper clutch already. I'm pretty sure like 95% of the bikes that this is probably going to go into already have slipper clutches. Um, so when you're shifting down, it revs it up, pops it, you know, down into the next gear and that slipper clutch engages. Um, but what, what it means to me is that there's just a whole bunch of more electronic stuff going on to make all that other stuff happen. And, uh, my friend, um, Brian Honeycutt has a, um, quick shifter on his, uh, R1250 GS. And that's the same thing. Quick shift pro. You don't even have to use the clutch. Hell, and I, I shift on my VFR and I shift on my SCR without the clutch. You don't need a, a quick shifter to, to shift without the clutch. You just have to be in the right rev, you know, revs. You can mm-hmm. do it on any bike, but on this one, when you're going, when you're going down, when you're shifting down, it revs up the engine for you to the precise, uh, the precise amount needed just to shift because you, you can't really shift down without, you know, the clutch blipping the gears, but you can definitely shift up. Um, and it's just, it's just adding more stuff to the pie. So I don't know. It's a, uh, it's something that I never thought would be, uh, that I'd really hear about, but dig this. Maybe we could talk about this on another, in another, uh, episode, but I think Yamaha, you know, announced earlier this year that they have an electronic steering damper on their vehicles, which is like, it's basically takes over the handle. It's like, you know, it inputs into the handlebars. The handlebars are now like electronic, uh, like electric steering, you know what I'm saying? Um, and so that's kind of scary to think about all these things that we take for granted that are mechanical. Like you can actually see the pieces that go together that do the thing. They're all getting taken over by electronics. And I imagine that in like 15 more years, bikes are going to be able to drive themselves because of all this shit that's uh, getting put on them. But this e-clutch is one more, one more example of that. So it's, it is, is imagine it, like, mm-hmm. you know how some of like the newer cars, how they have that automatic braking, you, you know, yeah. if you don't, yeah. if you're getting too close and hit, like what if the bikes start having technology like that, you know, your bikes all like starts wanting to break because you're getting too close to a vehicle. I don't want to burst your bubble, but you should go check out the new Yamaha Tracer uh, 9 GT Plus and go read uh, Yamaha's website. (laughs) It's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah, they did. It's got a rate. It's got a radar on it this year. And um, yeah, BMW has that too, but it's usually, it's like for cruise control, but the Yamaha is specifically linked to their combined braking system. It's just going to make your older bikes more valuable. You know what? For real. Yeah. It's going to make them more of a visceral thing too. Uh, and, and it's also going to make, um, I've always said this, like when cars get the V to V, like the vehicle to vehicle communication. And I mean, they're already with, with all the stuff that's on the cars, how they can tell your sex life, as you could tell from last week's show, they're already <laughs> talking to each other. You know what I mean? There's no way cars don't know that each other are there because there's a consortium that's been around for about uh, the better part of a decade that's been working on vehicle-to-vehicle communications um, so that one day all these integrated crash sensors can say, hey, don't even, like, there's ones now that look at the lane and say, hey, don't get out of the lane, you know, pull yourself. But in in the future, they'll be be like, hey, there's a car there. Don't even change lanes. Don't even try to change lanes because I detect that there's another car three feet behind us and the cars talk to each other. It's all on the way. It's all in production right now. And the older bikes, we're going to be the only, it's going to be like the matrix where everything's controlled and everything's very regu- regu- regimented and regulated. And the old crazy bikes, whether it's a, you know, 
a 125 two-stroke or a 95 Goldwing, we're going to be the ones that are able to, you know, swoop and fly inside of this, uh, you know, almost automated traffic system. And I think it's going to be great. Yeah, but they're going to make it illegal, but still we'll be the outlaws by then. But yeah, so hmm. the future's, <laughs> future's coming. It's going to be great. Um, but yeah, this is this e-clutch stuff was mentioned and it just goes right in line with all the combined braking. And Honda was actually talking about automated braking too. Um, trying to trying to figure out how to do it. And it sounds like Yamaha beat him to the punch. But this e-clutch, the electric steering, the radar cruise control that Yamaha, or I'm sorry, that BMW and um, KTM have, it's all going to get become part of motorcycles. And yeah, it's going to be going to be a weird, weird uh, next couple decades. Um, but yeah, so the e-clutch, is it news? No, it's just going to, I mean, maybe it is, but uh, pretty soon it's just going to be what's on your bike. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about number two, but it's another Honda. So I'll let you take this over. Uh, is this yours, Kim? Sure, I'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, she, um, she put these in. I put what? The links? Yeah. No, you, yeah, you, the story. I did. Yeah. I actually I was trying to contribute to the news a little bit this you rocked episode. It, dude. I'm very proud no, it's of you. great. <laughs> but of course mine's not technical like sucky junkies. Mm. So mm. what I found, um it looks like last week that Honda's celebrating its seventy fifth anniversary with a new a new collaboration with Converse the shoes. I don't know if there's any other Converse, but Converse, but the shoes are only available in Japan. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're going to have to like reach out to our Japan listeners and ask them to send us some of these, these Converse shoes, but they, um, they look pretty cool. They have the Goldwing logo on them and, um, they come in a couple different colors. They're, uh, sorry, I was trying to look at it. What is the Goldwing logo? Is it just like the gold Honda wing? That's yeah, what it, it's not yeah. the Goldwing motorcycle lo- logo. It is the Honda gold wing. Wing. Like it, okay, yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes more sense. Or, yeah, it's a gold wing. Yeah, Honda's original gold wing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. yeah. They're, they're very neat looking shoes. Yeah, they look pretty sick. cool. I've, Anyone um, in Japan want to hook me up? I know. Yeah. I wonder how much they are. I was going to start, uh, you know what they said? One dollar. Well, they have the euro price. I'd have to convert the yen. The what? The euro? Is that what it's called? <laughs> that was yen. Well, no, there's yen and there's... Oh, Isn't wow, the euro. other one in my article? I thought it listed the yen and... The, and the other. These are $95 shoes, folks. <laughs> that, oh my God. In Japan, I would expect it to be $995 shoes, but uh, that's amazing. <laughs> I've never owned amazing. a pair of Converse. Get the fuck out. Get off the podcast. <laughs> are you never kidding? owned Converse? I was oh, like, a, wait, I'm a Vans she, girl. I was going to say, because she rides Harleys and Vans are the official riding shoe of Harley <laughs> Davidson. I forgot. Converse are people with like SV650s. Um, um, so what in the fuck? What, that I had never worn uh, Converse? Well, no, more than, uh, th- I'm sorry. I was reading more into this 
the shoes. Yeah, go ahead. I, I actively want these. They also are doing a collaboration with G-Shock watches. They have not been shown to the public yet, though. Wow. Oh, really? Um, That's in the article, too? If you scroll down. Oh, I'm on their Instagram, Converse Japan Instagram. Why don't you go on their other social media outlet? I don't have that one. I, I don't use that. You're not uh, 65 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm not 65. They they if uh, I actually I was born before the age limit for that, so they won't let right. me make an account. Oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I want I want some of these now, especially since they're only 95 bucks. Uh, three yeah, or four more months of some. scraping together some in. Patreon funds, and maybe I could send them out as a prize. Next I spring. want these for my birthday. All right. Oh. I'm just saying. Damn. Are you looking at Converse or Marines balls? Both. <laughs> oh, gosh. <yeah. laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so I might switch around the uh I like how the I like how the articles go. One, two, three, two, three. I love that. Well, I didn't know if those other topics you were serious, so I didn't want to yeah, like oh, yeah. them. So right. So listen, um, we'll we'll finish out with with Honda as well. And I'll switch, I'll switch three, two around. <laughs> It'll go one, two, two, three. Um, so Honda on top of their e-clutch on top of their Converse 75th anniversary, which by the way, should I even think about that? Honda is 75 years old. Um, yeah. Holy shit. Uh, Honda has a self-adjusting windshield <laughs> that's coming out um, on the gold wing of all things. So, Mike, I mean, just one more thing to add to this illustrious flagship vehicle. I'm not looking at the notes yet, but I'm sure when What's I flip that page back. Like a wind, so, like an old car window where you listen, spin it? What? Come on. Crank? Get with crank the time. It's not a crank windshield. windshield. No. So... They are working on a whole. I'm guessing a whole spate of uh, of uh, just mechanical improvements, quote improvements. What they think are improvements. What I think is probably destroying the Goldwing as an affordable vehicle. Um, but the Goldwing was never affordable. Are you kidding me? I know, I know. But it's it's going to be like a. You might as well be buying a Harley CVO, and at that point, everyone will just uh, buy Harley CVOs when it's fifty three. I disagree. All right, I disagree. No, the Goldwing is much more um, technologically advanced and a much better bike. But I'm just saying, people are gonna. My friend already has a, a recall on his CVO, so uh, <laughs> um, so Honda's doing an adjustable windshield. And why you might ask? Um, well, it's because for decades and decades. Um, they've been working on the technology on this thing. I mean, it's got air, it's like the only motorcycle with an airbag for Pete's sake. And it's got so much tech. And I think they were the first motorcycles to have Apple CarPlay. And I know not your, not your, um, uh, generation, but you know, the newest generation, hell, when you look down there where the, where, what should be the fuel tank console, it's just an entire, it looks like a, it looks like a fleet, like, I don't know, some sort of cruise ship, you know, it looks like the Starship Enterprise down there. There's so many buttons and it's insane. You might as well have a, a laptop keyboard down there to control everything. The Goldwings are so technologically advanced. And then when you get in a crash, an airbag just blows through all that stuff. It's great. But um, but yeah, so they're working on this adjustable windshield because in the future, they, they want to have voice-controlled um, 
systems. I don't know what systems, but they want to have voice controlled stuff so that you can concentrate on writing and not have to look down at all those dials. Now, I mean, that's the only thing about the Goldwing that you could make better. I mean, there's so many features on it that you basically have to have a co-pilot to, you know, to turn all the dials and flip all the switches because you can't ride while you're, you know, handling that stuff. So I guess this is their way of improving an already amazing uh, technological um, array is that they are going to make it voice operated. But in order to do that, there can't be a ton of wind blowing all over. And how are they going to know, how are they going to do that? Reduce wind noise so that the bike can hear your voice commands. Well, they're making a self-adjusting windshield. It supposedly is going to have a couple microphones all over the bike so that it can hear how loud the wind noise is and pick up your voice, I'm assuming. But also, if it's hearing super high wind noise, it'll adjust that. Uh, so whatever speed you're at, it'll adjust the windshield up, down, in, out, you know, left, right, um, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start, all that fun jazz. And it's going to uh, just make sure that your voice is audibly... Um, you know, recognizable so that when you go to do, when you do go to, uh, say a command, whether it's 35 miles an hour and there's no wind or you're 80 miles an hour on the freeway, it can hear it. So it's going to have cameras on the mirrors. I don't know what those are for. Probably to make sure you're not falling asleep. Uh, you know, or else that butt plug will shoot out of the seat and all that jazz. But, <laughs> but yeah, the windshield, the, the, I'm looking at the patent drawings for it right now on Cycle World. They are insane. Like this, this thing just has so much articulation in it that, uh, I think there's two windshields is why I think there's like an, uh, an inner and an outer windshield. And so that you're, you're getting like twice the, the, um, buffeting and twice the uh what's it called like twice the articulation to to quiet the wind noise so it's insane dude honda's honda is knuck and futz you know what i'm saying um yeah so that, that <laughs> that's a, now dear <laughs> dear i like that you put that stat up there thank you so i don't uh, believe it <laughs> i just read an article that they are the fish and wildlife uh, of LA County fish and wildlife is um, planning on killing all the deer on Catalina Island. What? Yep. California mule deer on Catalina Island. They were an introduced species about a hundred years ago, you know, after the native Americans who were really the, uh, uh, what were the custodians of the land? You know, when they, when they were eradicated, sadly, People were like, ah, let's take this species and move it somewhere it's never been before and do all this crazy stuff because we're crazy, you know, white settlers and we want to do, you know, we're the masters of the land. So a hundred years ago, people took deer over to fucking Catalina. And if you're not from SoCal, Catalina is a good, what, 40 minute boat ride from Long Beach? Um, Yeah. Something like that. And there's no deer that can swim (laughs) <laughs> 40, 40 minutes at 40 knots or however fast those fucking ferries go over there. Needless to say, deers never were over there because uh, you can't swim that far. I don't even know how the fucking island foxes got over there, but there's foxes and birds over there, but deer have never been there until about 100 years ago. And the sad thing is there's also bison on uh, Catalina. Yeah. And the mule deer have reached such a huge population that they're tearing the island apart and there is no vegetation for the hares and the birds to nest in. And the hares is what feeds the island foxes, which were originally there. Um, it uh, says there's like 2000 of them that they're planning. 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you know Catalina, it's a tiny island. 2,000 deer, 2,000 black, uh, you know, the California deers are the mule deers and uh, or black-tailed deers. They're 2,000. I mean, those fuckers eat. That's, all this, that's all they do is eat all day. And Catalina is not that big of an island, you know? So they've been destroying it for basically the last 100 years. So they either want to kill them all or they want to relocate them because nobody on Catalina wants to s- see them dead right nobody they're all eh, you know put your hippies over in catalina but um so they're gonna they're going crazy on catalina but on the mainland um over here in california the number of vehicle strikes with deers has been falling for the last few years and apparently while the deers on catalina are basically outgrowing the island and ruining it because they're eating all the resources on it the deers over here on the mainland um their populations are falling and they're saying it's great for motorists and motorcyclists uh you know motorcyclists in particular that you don't get you know you don't crash into a deer because there there's it doesn't take very Deers are what 150, 180 pounds, and they can really screw up your whole entire car. And you know, you don't want to yeah. do and your motorcycle, they can just shred it, you know. Um, so you don't want to get hit, uh, you don't want to hit a deer, but there the fact that there has been less vehicle strikes means that the population is not doing so hot. And it could be from drought, it could be from wildfires. There's a very uh numerous things that it could be. All they all they know is that the uh the vehicle strikes being down means that the population is not uh, where it should be. So that's the other thing. They might just take those 200 or 2000 and relocate them and just get them off the island. They're like, dude, we got to get them off the island. Yeah. It says the plan is to use helicopters and, and sharpshooters. Mm-hmm. That's the way you yeah. got to do it. That's, How do I apply? How do hell I yeah. apply? Hell yeah. Dude, this is like <laughs> this is like python hunting in Florida. Like pythons have got so out of control in Florida That's that they they'll give you a license to come there and find them and they'll pay you and you don't even have to be a professional python hunter. You just go there, you get a license, you hunt. Like pythons are destroying Florida, you know. So cuz it's exactly like the conditions where they live in the we, Indonesia. Um, Floridians are destroying Florida. Well, that's where I should have started with. You know where we could use some sharpshooters and some helicopters? <laughs> Florida. Um, we, we hit a deer going to Sturgis, but I'm going to, unfortunately, we were trailering. I, fortunately, in this instance, because I wouldn't want to be on the bike, but when we I'm went up, up to Sturgis a few up. years ago, we were trailering and... Um, we saw the deer, we were just passengers with like our friend was driving, but we were in the truck with him. And, um, I mean, we saw him and we're kind of like, don't do it, don't do it. And he did it. And you, you just like the truck was fine, but he went under the trailer and Mm. what was he riding? Huh? What was he, what was he riding? <laughs> a gold wing. So shit. No, you hit the only deer on a gold wing. No, the, the, I, I got to say the most deer I ever saw in my life was um, when I was moving out here from Arkansas. Um, there's a ton of deer, obviously in Arkansas, and um, and you you at least where I lived, I lived in the woods, right? And so f- coming there, coming out through the Rockies over into California, like that span of um freeway from Arkansas 
into Colorado and Utah down into California, nothing but deer. Like I, I counted like 170 dead deer on the road. Yeah. Um, and it's just a reminder, like this time of year, like October, November, they're going into the rut and they get more aggressive. They start wandering more. You, you start seeing more of them uh, roaming around. So this is the time of year, uh, motorcyclists, be careful. That's kind of why I wanted to put it on the uh, the news headlines because this is headline uh, news here for the, you know, the, it's a big headline for people on Catalina who don't want to see the deer yeah. go. But at the same time, that's so stupid. I don't know why you would want an animal that's ruining your island to be on it. Like, it's so ironic. But, uh, but yeah, look at this. Who is this your, your, um, your, uh, metric here, Mike, that 20, 2012, oh, there was I, more than 1 I, million was collision. Me. Was that you? Yeah. One million collisions with deers. I mean, that's but, just but that was. I did see other numbers that were lower than that, and that was on a like, of course, a motorcycle like insurance. Oh, there you go. Right. Hey, maybe that's yeah. motorcycle only. Then you know, maybe that is motorcycle. The, only. It did ask if you had coverage for like deer and stuff for insurance. Jesus, I had knew? a deer jump out of me on the bike going to Josie's hideout like a year or so ago. What was he on? What was he riding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what kind of bike was he on? He, he cut me. He cut you off on a gold wing. Oh, Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah, fucking deer and can ams. They love those things. Um, yeah, when I was a little kid, we hit a deer in a Volkswagen squareback, oh, and you know Volkswagens don't have the motor up front, so the whole fucking front end just looked like a, a salsa dip bowl Mashed after that. Him. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. basically yeah. concave. Yeah, the whole hood was just inverted. <laughs> like it looked like a satellite dish up front. And, um, I've, I mean, I used to work at a body shop and we would get people to hit coyotes and it like shredded their grill and set off their airbags. When people hit deer, oh my God, it was like the whole front of the car was gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Deer, deer mm-hmm. are no joke. Um, that's a good segue too, right into this hurt report, uh, uh, thing that I had been reading. I don't know why this even popped up when I was looking, uh, maybe it was because Halloween is coming right around and Dia de los Muertos, remembering those that we love who have perished. Um, but this this interestingly popped up on my, uh, somewhere else when I was doing research for the show, it was a, um, a NHTSA report. And it uh, I called it the Hurt Report because that's the famous report that came out in the 80s that talked about you know motorcycle crashes. But this is actually for the National... Uh, no, no, this is from the IIHS, which is the um, uh, International Insurance and Highway Safety or something like that. I forget exactly what IHS is, but I think that's it. Um, so they had this whole statistics. It ended in 21, unfortunately, so the last couple of years aren't on here. But it was interesting. They have it broken down by age, sex, um, and from 1975 to 2021. And so it's really interesting. The um, fatalities per 100 million miles uh, driven. So if you put uh, all three of us together and we drove 1,000 miles, that's 3,000 miles. So 100 million miles is a lot of miles and a lot of cars and a lot of people. Um, the average uh, you know, car crash, car crashes kill like 38 to 40,000 people a year in the U.S. alone. Um, but... Even though it kills that many people, the fatalities per 100 million miles is only 1.79 for cars. For motorcycles, it's 
four one. So motorcycles are basically eighteen times more likely uh, to be in a fatal crash than cars for every hundred million miles that you ride, and um, or that are ridden by uh, riders all over the world, and uh, or all over the, the nation, I should say. And actually, yeah, I mean, hundred million miles adds up pretty quick when you think of how many people have. Um, cars and motorcycles in the United States. That's pretty nuts. So since 1975, uh, this this was kind of interesting. This chart that they had was way out there. Um, riders that were under, that were 29 and under, back in the 70s, they were way up high on the chart. 80% of fatalities were riders um, that were 29 and under. And so they were this big, huge line Ever since 1975, that line has almost dropped straight down. And at the same time, riders that were over 50 years old, they were at the bottom. They were like almost nothing. They were like like 3% or less of fatalities. Their numbers have came up, and the two are now meeting in the middle. Um, and then everybody in between. So there's like, you know, 30 to uh, like 45, and then 45 to or uh, 32. Let me look at this. Let me look at this. Uh, I got it up right here. The age ranges are. This is great audio, by the way, for uh, anybody that's uh, interested <laughs> I was in this. Looking up some other stuff with this. So they have um, under 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, and then over 50. So I guess they just do it by like 10 years. But yeah, so way back in the 70s, all these young kids were killing themselves and they're down almost to the lowest group. And it was old people that weren't that were the most responsible. And as the decades, the last uh, 50 years has gone on, that has gone up. They're higher now. More more 50 plus uh, riders are killing themselves than um, young people. So it is, they, they switched places for sure. Um, but, it, but the thing to notice is that everybody's kind of in the middle now. Everybody's right around that 20, 30, 40% mark, like right in the middle, whatever adds up to a hundred together. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. So between 2005 and 21, all age groups were super close. So in the last uh, 15 years, everybody's right there in the middle now and we're all just dying. Um, 100% of people that are dying, <laughs> doesn't matter what age range you are. So good news. Good news, old man. Old man. You uh, Did they just start tracking the data in the 70s? Probably. Before the 70s, I mean, there really wasn't that many motorcycles on the road. In, in the 70s is when, like, all the Japanese brands came in, you know what I mean? And there started to be a ton of motorcycles. Before that, it was, you know, not, not that many people rode from, like, 1940s to, like, or even 1920s till 1970s. I don't think there was that many motorcycles. Well, yeah, it really changed with Honda's marketing. Like, yeah. motorcycles were seen kind of as, like, a social... Yeah. Like, a... Uh, counterculture thing. Pretty much. Almost. It, it was all dudes coming back from the uh, World War II and there was a huge motorcycle surplus after World War II and a lot of fighter pilots, um, you know, they were in squadrons and that's kind of how motorcycle clubs kind of started. They wanted to keep their squadron. They wanted to feel like they were flying, all this shit. We could do that on another episode and cover the whole thing, but yeah. But anyways, um, I, I do have to say too, since 2000, the number of riders killed on bigger bikes 
which is 1,400cc and over, has steadily been increasing year after year. And I also think that that's a thing. Because in the 70s, the biggest bike you would see would most likely be a, a 750. You know what I mean? Like like 350s and 250s were basically what people would call like a 900 nowadays. Like those were bigger. And then the 750s yeah. were huge. Um, and then as the decades went on, the 80s, you started seeing, yeah. 500s, you know, G- MotoGP raced 500s until 1993, you know what I mean? So we're talking about 20 years of 500 two-strokes being like the biggest super-powered bike there was out there. Um, and 1,000s and stuff like that, people didn't really ride them that much. Or they weren't sporty, you know, people just cruised them. But nowadays, like with Harleys being so huge and expensive and old people are riding them, I, ha- I, I 100% think that that's why the 50-plus crowd is has surpassed the 29 um, yeah. age. is because they're getting on these big-ass, more powerful bikes and they can't control them and they're old, you know, and they lose control and shit. All and, that power. Uh, yeah, it, all that power and weight and you're getting older. So in the, in the 70s when you were 50 and you are cruising around on the 110 and that was street legal on the freeway back then because the speed limit was you know, 55 and you could do it on a 110. Nobody was dying. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I fully think that it has everything to do with that. So I would think um, too, like, I mean, you know, a lot of the older riders too, that have the big bikes, they're riding two up. So that like doubles the deaths. It's not even like a rider. Well, it could and, be like and the when passenger, you're, them and the passenger. That's true. Yep. When you're already on dialysis and shit, you probably shouldn't be taking a fall. <laughs> right? So. Yeah, you take a you take a minor spill on your fucking you know one seventeen back or the S and S shit. They make like one twenty one or one twenty five. One thirty nine. One thirty nine. Yeah. So you you eat it on your S and S, and yeah, you're already you're dead. So, yep. So that's it. That's our that's our headlines that aren't really headlines, but you know, for what it's worth, there you go. You got it. Uh, now we're gonna get into our uh, our main segment here. Which is uh, Motor Trends. You guys want to take another quick little break? You guys good. You should power through this. I'm good. Okay, it's getting late in the evening too, and I don't want to keep us too late. So yeah, let's just power right into this. Insert awesome stinger right here. Um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about some things that are happening in the motorcycle industry. And then I thought, you know what? That's the most boring thing on earth. So I hope you guys brought some actual like cool moto trends. Cause I could tell you, I'll start out with the things that I've seen that are industry related. And then we can get into your guys stuff. So for me, uh, I did a whole spreadsheet too. I thought you guys would be proud of this. I'm sorry I'm not sharing it, but I did this whole spreadsheet because I, I feel like over the last few years, bikes have been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So I went through all the major uh, manufacturers. So yes, Buell, I didn't count you and I didn't count, uh, I counted Aprilia, but I didn't count, you know, like Bimoda or anybody like that. I didn't really count Piaggio or scooter companies either. I kind of tried to stick to motorcycle brands, but if they made scooters, I counted those as well. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you just ripped a huge one and, um, 
we we heard it, so I'm leaving it in. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I made this spreadsheet and I went through all the major. Uh, uh, I think there's what's there like a little over ten here, um, manufacturers, and I will give you my results at the end. But I felt like bikes were getting smaller. Everybody's you know Honda's came out with the fucking XL150 ADV bike this year. You know, um, I feel like there's been a shit ton of. 230s and 300 bikes from um, Kawasaki. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everybody's been coming out with three and 500 cc bikes. Um, so I had to, I had to, I had to do it. I had to, I had to look at it. But um, so I, I have some of those numbers. But the things that I'm noticing most that really piss me off about the trends in the in the industry. We talked a little bit about it, and I didn't even write this down, but thinking about just the, you know, 30 minutes ago when we were talking about all the electronics that are coming on bikes, that is not going to slow down. It's trickling down from cars. And yes, it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be nanny per se. I think it's going to be an enhancement to the vehicles because a lot of this stuff you can turn off or just ignore it. But I'm sad for the day when it will become nanny and it may, uh, supposedly it won't cause crashes. That's the one thing about motorcycles on a car. You can slam on the brakes if you detect something. You can jerk it back into the lane if you have lane assist. But if you do that on a motorcycle, which only has two wheels and is going off the gyroscopic uh, effect to stay upright, you can't do that shit. So I have a feeling that they're not going to be as powerful as the aids that go onto cars. But the fact that all these electronics are coming on is going to make bikes heavier. It's going to make you more of a technician than a mechanic in the future. People are going to be replacing modules and wiring rather than like working on physical, physical crap. You know, it's you're really going to have to be a technician and a mechanic rather than just a mechanic. And I think that it's going to make bikes more expensive. I think it's going to make them more susceptible to poor, like you, you know, riding in um, Michigan or Wisconsin over the winter. Is that going to freeze all your solenoids and shit? You know, like I have a feeling that there's some of this stuff that's going to be affected by adversely by the environments, and I just feel like that it's a weakness that no analog bikes have right now. So why why mess with the good thing? Well, litig- litigation and all that crap. But um so so electronics is one thing. Websites is another one and this one's killing me. Um websites are turning into garbage. You used to be able to go to a website, you used to be able to see almost everything about the bike that was meaningful. Nowadays you have to dig for that stuff. You have to go you have to scroll down past all the images of like how cool the bike is and all the features of like the electronics and everything is what they and infotainment is what they put up front. And you got to really scroll down to get to the meat and potatoes of it, to find the stroke and the bore, to find like all the exciting stuff about your your bike, whether whether or not it even has ABS. Sometimes they don't even list that <laughs> stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah. they they literally omit so much data. And when you're clicking on websites and you're trying to find out what's new this year versus last year, sometimes they'll tell you, sometimes they won't. Suzuki came out with all this great shit a few years ago. And when you go to their thing now, it just says it in one blurb. Hey, this has SIRS and, and uh, you know, whatever the other, the uh, intelligent ride system and all this. Now, it doesn't tell you what it does, though. It's like it has SIRS on it. And you're like, well, what is SIRS? Suzuki Intelligent Ride System. Well, what is that? Well, hey, you got to go back three years to find out what that is when they first introduced it. And it runs through every single thing that that does. But guess what? You can't go back three years on their 
website. So it's <laughs> websites are just turning into total shit. The sh- stuff that they're showing you on there is just like, hey, you can have a good time for this much a month. You know, they don't even want you to look at the whole price of the bikes. They really just want you to see how much fun they are. Yamaha, yeah. I have a real beef with Yamaha. Because it's not just the motorcycle site. It's not just the snowmobile. It's not just the um, side-by-side. When you go on Yamaha's website now, they don't tell you the body colors of the bikes anymore. You look at the bike and you're like, oh, I want that gray one. But you don't know what color it is. Like They used to say on there, hey, this is Raven Black or this is Ice Fluo. That was like their gray with like the crazy color wheels. Um, Or this is like the... uh, you know, starburst gray. They don't even tell you the colors anymore. You got to search as soon as you look for some inventory and it pops it up like what's in your neighborhood. Then it'll tell you the color of the vehicle. And I was looking up some side-by-sides and some bikes and I was like, you hover over the the image and in the slug, the, the, uh, the URL for the link, it'll give you the color, like Yamaha's paint color code. <laughs> like, hey, you're hovering over a picture... Um, that is color code, blah, 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 blah. And I work with color codes all day, so I know exactly what they are. And, and it just means like it's the dark blue uh, metallic six um, bike that you're hovering. It doesn't tell you the actual color of the bike. And then when you finally find it somewhere, it's like, oh, this is Team Yamaha Blue, you know? So it's pissing me off that they don't even give you the color of the bikes anymore. You don't even know what to tell your dealer which what color you want. You're like, oh, the gray one. <laughs> And if they have two gray ones or two grayish ones, like Kawasaki always has like two very similar colors. You wouldn't know what to tell them. You're like, well, the one that's more gray, you know, <laughs> like there's a couple black, pe- like it's ridiculous. And I'm, I'm really pissed off about it. Um, also Yamaha uh, quit going back years. And a lot of people do this. A lot of people have quit going back years and years and years. People used to show you five to seven years of product on their website. Nowadays, you're lucky if they go back one year. Uh, and that just started about uh, three or four years ago, right before, uh, like 2018 that started and it started with Harley Davidson. So thank you, Harley for not show, ever showing us um, your legacy bikes. They quit doing it. And then everyone's like, fuck it. Why are we doing it? It's costing us like space on our server, I guess. I don't know exactly why, but that is one thing that's pissed me off. Another thing that's pissed me off. And this again, Yamaha is the worst one for this is instead of words that tell you like, Hey, click here for specs, click here for like, um, overview of features click here for an image gallery they're just they just have little pictograms or, or icons and i know everyone loves icons and kids love icons and if you look at windows now versus like windows three or four generations ago all the stuff that used to say something like hey this is email this is your apps folder it's just an icon now go look at any computer you go look at the computer or phone that you're on right now and your app won't say the name it'll have a picture yeah, and people are fucking retarded and they can only see pictures. So yeah, you just got to go by pictures now. So websites are doing that more and more and more. Honda is starting to do it. Like everybody's starting to do it. And Yamaha is the absolute worst about it. So icons are replacing mean- meaningful menu. It doesn't have to be words, but I mean a meaningful menu rather than just some little icons that you have to look around the screen to find. Like it's such so shitty. Um Another thing, like I said, you used to be able to go back like five or six years on everybody's website up until about 27, 16 or 17, maybe even 18. Now you're lucky if they show you one year backwards. Everybody will show you one year backwards. Um, and uh, 
Canada Kawasaki, they'll show you three years backwards. I love Canada Kawasaki. Polaris is the only one right now. And the reason I talk about Polaris is because they do Indian um, and Victory. You can actually go back into their archives to 2014. You can go back to 2014 and look at any side-by-side, any quad, any motorcycle, the slingshots, no matter what it is. Polaris has the best model archive and everybody should take a chapter out of Polaris's book and make your websites like this. Polaris also has a VIN decoder. If you have your VIN and you're like, well, shit, I don't know what like exact model I have. You put it in there, boom, it'll pop up your, your exact model and color code and everything. Like, Hey, I have like the, you know, the butt crack Brown, um, you know, a high lifter edition of the razor, you know, turbo R or some shit like that. Like whatever it is, whatever it is, they'll, they'll, populate your VIN. So Polaris is doing it right. Everyone else is doing it wrong. And the image galleries are just garbage on all of them. You can't see shit anymore. You can't get like, there's no close-up pictures of anything. And BMW does it. And I noticed that what BMW does is they get this like really great photographer. Not as good as Mike, but close. They get him to get in... Yeah, they get him to get in there real close and get some detailed shots. But the thing that you're trying to see is what's just out of frame. (laughs) You're like, fuck, I'd like to not look at the fucking engine case, which I can see in any picture. I'd like to see this little crazy thing above it. What is that, an intake? Is there like a decal on that? Is it like the fucking, uh, is it a brake uh, hose junction? Like meaningful pictures don't exist anymore. They're all of like, you know, I just feel like that they're like... um, curated pieces of art rather than like a meaningful, I want to look how something works. So they want you to go to the dealer to see how something works. That's true. And you should. However, what if you live in Buku Ibu, like my family in um, Arkansas, (laughs) Buku Ibu, Arkansas, where a dealer might be four fucking hours away in Texas? I mean, granted, in Texas, you're only looking for, for tractors and there's one of those on every corner. But what if you're the du- the one dude in town that wants to buy like a fucking R18 and you have to go to BMW's website, find out that Just the dealership is five hours. There you go. Don't live where you can't go to the dealerships because you, you'll be disappointed trying to find some good research pictures. Well, that's only um, if the like parts guy actually knows shit too because yes. two times I go to Harley, they give oh, me the yeah. wrong shit even after yeah. I tell them what model I have and it's like yes. it's like going to Home Depot it's like four trips later it's like dude yes. you gave me the wrong thing three times Kim this is what I do for a living and I can't even stand talking to parts counter guys because I know more than them and I'm calling to resolve my problem that tells yeah. me something right there like that's a big that's a big sad moment in, in my life um, something else that I cannot stand with websites is that it's not just it's not all of them but several of them require you to download the specs where they used to just have it displayed right there on the screen for you. Like I said, they're showing less and less and less stuff, but they're even hosting even less. It's like, hey, we got the specs here. The brochures was always the thing. You could always download a brochure. Cool. Has the specs, has some pics. It's kind of like what you'd pick up at the dealership. General overview. doesn't go too crazy. But Nowadays, even to find the bike specs, to find the fucking size of the engine, you got to download a second sheet. So not only can you not like open several tabs and be like, oh, hey, do I want to compare the Scrambler to the fucking Ducati, the penis sheet? Um, <laughs> I don't, you're like, I don't, I want to compare the Ducati Scrambler to the uh, Royal Enfield Scram 411. Well, guess what? 
on one of them, you have to download the spec sheet and, you know, have a separate piece of paper, either printed out or open and then download it onto your computer. Not on there, you know, when I close the page, I want all that data to go away. I don't want to have 85 downloads, you know, that I f- totally forgot about. And then three months later, I'm like, why is my computer memory so slow? It's because I, <laughs> I downloaded 95 things looking at one stupid fucking website over the weekend. You know what I'm saying? It's just ridiculous that the way the websites are, what they're turning into is garbage. And um, that's one more thing is the spec sheets on the websites. You can't find the specs until you either contact a dealer or download them. I'm like, this is total bullshit. Um, so, so that, those are things that rub me the wrong way. Um, and now a couple things that are general, these are general statements like this, this doesn't piss me off, but this is something that I, that I've seen is that just within like the last three years, two years, uh, there's a hell of a lot more Chinese and Indian companies making motos for big name. You know, it's always been a thing. Oh, we always knew the Ducati scrambler was made in Thailand. We've been hearing for years that Triumphs, Hinkley Triumph only makes the, uh, the the expensive Triumphs. All the other ones are made in Thailand, right? So we, we, we've known this has been going on for a bit, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of, sometimes it's under wraps. And BMW, the only bike that they don't make in uh, is the G310s. Those are actually rebadged t- TVSs, which is a company in India. Now, what is what does TVS get out of it? Well, they get some of BMW's money, and they get to make more cool motorcycles for the Indian market, right? Uh, and now they have an Indian-sized BMW that they can sell there too. So BMW kind of gets more market exposure with a smaller bike. But what you don't know is that they're almost every single company has Chinese companies making motos for them. And last week on the show, we talked about CF Moto partnering with Yamaha and some other, you know, third, third company that was very tiny that I can't remember the name, but they obviously that this means that Yamaha is going to be probably having a new Tenere 600 or something, or Mike, what was the, what was the size of that adventure bike that you rode? It was at the eight, was it an 800? 800 from CF Moto. Yeah. Yeah. So Yamaha is probably going to have some 800 CC motorcycle coming out to compete with the GSX 8S or something now. You know what I'm saying? Like there is so crazy that these companies are integrated with China so hard. But if you go to the, uh, if you have uh, any of the major, major manufacturers and you go to the 11th uh, digit of your VIN, chances are if you have an off brand, like if you have like a smaller Honda, 300 cc's or under, if you have a 300 cc Kawasaki or under, um, and if you have one of the tiny, you know, they don't make the, they make the little Harley Davidson 500s or whatever they are now, or the 300s, they make them, but they only have them in the States for rider training programs. You can't actually buy them. But if you go to the 11th character of your VIN, uh, this goes. This throws back to those people that lived uh, through the um, Harley Street 500 and 750. Those were some of them were made here. Some of them were made in India. And the 11th digit of the, your VIN will tell you exactly where your uh, your vehicle is made. So yeah. So check your VINs, dude. Everybody's partnering with China now. Uh, Japan, Europe, uh, the states. Like everybody's partnering with China. Um, and rebadging as China has got better at making uh, bikes that are 
let's not say more reliable, but more reliable than like six months or a year. You know, at least they're making bikes that'll last a little bit. Um, yeah, people are partnering with them left and right. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing that the uh, cost of, mar- of manufacturing is squeezing everybody globally as they're trying to keep parts down. I think they're trying to uh, get in there and keep the prices down so that we'll be able to afford bikes, which I like. I just don't like buying shitty bikes that fall apart in two and a half months. Um, Kim, hopefully you have something that's less boring than that. <laughs> What you got on your what? What are you seeing in the in the I industry? I don't know. I can't live up to your. Come on, mine's level. boring shit. <laughs> At least um, you say it. Yeah, Mike. What, Mike? <laughs> Nothing. I was being a dick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So my my trends are yeah they're totally different obviously because I'm not mechanical, but some of the trends that I'm noticing is that like annoy the shit out of me is when all these people getting stickers made of themselves on their bikes and like posting, like sticking them up in places. Right. <laughs> like last, last thing you want to see when you're taking a shit in Starbucks is somebody in their old diner. It's like right? five of your friends that all had stickers made staring at you, taking a shit. It's the hideout. <laughs> okay. You know Got what I it. mean, Mike? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, do you know what she means? Yeah. Well, yeah, when I go and take a shit at the hideout, I mean, obviously. There's got to be a commemorative sticker made of it's that. It's like everybody has these stickers. Right. Do you think creative writing should quit making podcast stickers then? Is that a little bit too... No, we, I don't think it's stickers no, in general. It, it's, it's the stickers, stickers of, of your act, you on your bike. Gotcha. It's like everybody's a maker now because you can like buy a, one of those printer things and just print like all the stickers you want of you, yeah, and your dumb dog and your motorcycle, right? I, Every I time think, you get a new bike, you need a new sticker. Right. Of right. That one. I hate. I hate that too. I hate that the world is now a fucking refrigerator where you hang your picture for everyone to gawk at. <laughs> I kind of want. I kind of want to say the word of the week to be in in the shit house with you because that's where people tend to do it is on that platform. You know, it's like it's like a virtual fridge to hang up your shitty pictures that nobody wanted to see. But now you can stick them yes. on the bathroom at Josie's hideout or uh, or like a stop order. sign. Yeah, there or... you go. Yeah, hell yeah. I didn't so, need to see those. I didn't need to see how many miles it was to Tucumcari, Mexico. I really wanted to see you and all your friends with their dumb stickers plastered all over the sign that told me how how far the miles was. Now the <laughs> other side of it is, I love stickers that mm-hmm. are silly. Or, yeah, or like you know, the, there definitely is a time and place for stickers. I there's a sticker in one of the outhouses at Josie's. That said, like, eat pussy. It was some club sticker, but it was like, eat pussy, ride motorcycles. And I was like, this is great. That's perfect. I feel like I saw that. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones. Those oh. I like. It's, I like stickers, but. I don't want to see your stupid fucking face looking I- me in the eyes while I'm taking a piss. Right. I'm going to make a sticker that's just me staring. And it, won't even, it won't even say creative writing. It's just going to be staring. And, I'll, and and one of my eyes might be looking down at your dick. The other one looking like, you right in the eye. Here, so, let me give you a sticker of myself on my bike for yeah, right. a stocking stuffer. Right. Guess what I don't want 
a picture of you anywhere around me. Uh, <laughs> you're not fucking Valentina Rossi. You're not CJ Barham. You're nobody that I care about. I don't want. To, I don't want to see you. I don't want to know that you existed. And now that I do, I'm upset about it. And I'm going to talk about it on this podcast. I like that. That's a good one. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna get a maid, and then you guys can put them on your refrigerator, so your wives can be like, "Hey, who's that chick on that really cool bike?" Right. Exactly. I see <laughs> your point of it now. Like, yeah, that's the stupidest thing. You should get a. You should get a bunch of these, and then make a sticker of you pooping on them. I would buy that. Uh, <laughs> what else is on your list? What else drives you nuts? That's a trending in the oh let's see i'll let me go down to the ones that bug me um well of course i I can't say these bug me this isn't uh, this one but you know how dixon flannels is pretty trendy and i don't see that dying down anytime soon right um if you're a douchebag you're wearing ruka and if you're a douchebag in the motorcycle industry or in the motorcycle scene, you're wearing Dixons for sure. I hope you have a ton of Dixons. <laughs> I like do. I'm actually bag. trying to downsize my Dixon collection. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing oh. says nothing says I'm a jerk than a Dixon flannel. I D- hope they Dixon, sponsor the show. Yeah, Dixon flannels brought to you by dickheads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dicks and like flannels them, brought to you by Dicks and flannels. <laughs> now, now the other side of that is Dicks and flannel a trend or is it just a quality flannel? Yeah. I don't think it's quality. I'm just like, trying to pose the devil's advocate. They're ra- you know they're I mean? like hit or the sizes are hit or miss. There's like still all the little strings hanging on them. They're just mass producing them and they come out with like three a week. So it's like once you buy one, you're like, oh, no, no, I have to have that one. And oh, you're one of those people, huh? <laughs> no, I'm not. But like, gotcha. um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Same with um, I don't even wear clothes, so I don't worry about it. Just like motorcycle event shirts, I'm getting a little burnout on all of that. Yeah, I noticed a lot of my my closet is motorcycle event shirts and motorcycle brand shirts that I don't honestly think I've paid for any. You know, because you take pictures (laughs) for them. Oh well, yeah, I guess I don't know. Or if I have win one. at a raffle. Are you thinking about or... trading some of them in for Dixon flannel? <laughs> Ooh, we should have a, a bike shirt swap because I have this whole pile of like motorcycle T-shirts that I'm like want to. With all due respect, like... your shirts aren't going to fit me. <laughs> I want to know other ideas for motorcycle shirts. Like, what else can you do with them? Right, make, make them ridiculous. Quilt. There you That's go. what oh, I was yes. thinking, Mike. Make a fucking giant tent for an unhoused person. Oh, I <laughs> and give I a quilt. The, well, or a quilt. The coolest homeless tent you ever saw. I've been thinking of- about that with um, Biltwell. When you go in there, you get like those little canvas bags. Mm, yeah. And I don't have the heart to like throw them away. So I have this big pile of folded Biltwell bags hmm. in my closet. And um, 
That I'm not a sewer by any means, but I have thought that those would be kind of cool to use all those different ones and have like a quilt made for them to like auction off with Moto Fam or something. That, yeah, and that'd be pretty sick. Mitch um, does that. They usually have some cool things. I uh, tend to, to really ruin find. my underwear a bunch in the corners that I take at precariously high speeds. And I wonder if they would let me knit together some of my underwears into a quilt and sew them. <laughs> I don't know. That's not probably good marketing <laughs> or environmentally friendly. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dixon's right. I, I mean, I get it. When I saw you see somebody in a Deus shirt, you're like, oh, Deus used to be like surfboards and motorcycles. And now you're like, oh, it's just any dickhead who, you know, it becomes trendy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, real yeah. bikers by the tobacco motor wear and icon gear they wear. Um, <clears throat> what else is on your list? Motorcycle um, dating apps per se, per yeah, chance. That sh- I don't know if I've seen pages for that, but I don't know if there's any apps. But I can see that becoming a thing. You know, like rate my motorcycle, mm. or they have yep. Facebook pages <laughs> now where it's like, uh, you know, are we dating the same guy? So wait, is that really a page there? Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, Facebook wow. pages, guys. If you don't know, there's Facebook pages for cities, and it's are we dating the same guy, San Diego or LA or Vegas? And um, these chicks post pictures. Um, they, they're usually they, on they dating wanna apps, know, They want to know. If they want to know if other chicks are seeing this, right. those guys too. They want to know if they, they're, that dude's being shady, right? Is yeah. it really a, are we riding the same motorcycle? Because that's fucking hot. Yeah. I wonder how many She's dudes I could meet that are riding my same motorcycle. Well, yeah. So, like, <laughs> I, I feel like a page like that's going to be really sausage heavy, inequitable. Yeah. There's going to be yeah. 36 dudes to one chick, and that chick is, in fact, not, taken already. And she's not going to enjoy <laughs> it. Exactly. But I do, I do think that could be a trend. We we ought to make it a trend. We the world should. needs more things like that, like motorcycle related uh, uh, niche apps. What else? What else mm-hmm. do you think could be a trend? I think well, just something I've seen. I haven't done any reading because I know there's already stuff out there. But you know that the was it Pete that had those flashing lights on his helmet or oh, yeah, like break like free? That? Yeah, yeah. Just more lights besides on your on your motorcycle. Like, so I saw, you know, his helmet and then they have the light up shoes that you can wear. Oh, I saw, I saw a pair of those. Dude, I saw a guy on a BMW R9T that had those light up shoes. It had fucking blinkers in the heels of the shoes, if you can believe that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so the bike, the blinkers on the bike were blinking. And with that, I don't know if it was Bluetooth or wired, his shoe was blinking as It was well. integrated with the bike. So they both flashed together at the same, at the same, time. same time. It could have that's been Bluetooth. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's really cool. And um, this motherfucker, when he turned left in front of me, not in front of me, but he was in front of me. And when he turned left, yeah. the side of his bike had like LEDs or something on it, like you're saying. And the whole side of the bike blinked. And if, boy, if you don't see that comment, you're not going to T-bone yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't believe, I was like, this has to be a company that makes these riding lights for bikes that it either plugs in somewhere. I can't imagine they were a heavy draw. Would, they had to be LED, you know? 
mm-hmm. yeah, you probably would just wire them in in line with the blinkers, no? Yeah, or the headlights or something that's so they stay on. But yeah, yeah, I Dude. saw an ad um, pop up on my phone the other day, and it was these little adhesive. LED light stickers that could go inside, you know, your car windows and things that just yeah. stuck to it. And I was wondering if that might be interesting or something maybe coming down the line for your motorcycle windshield is having these little flashing LED stickers on your Right. I'll just stick them all windshield. over my fucking motorcycle. I'll look like a goddamn Christmas tree right down the street. <laughs> I'm going to get a like Uber, like make an Uber one for Uber motorcycle. Nice. I like it. Uh, yeah, I think that, Oh, and you have one more on here that I think is baloney, but let's, I want to hear it. Oh, the trend of women riders increasing. Yep. I heard that one before way back in 2016, <laughs> 2016. Yeah. Uh, supposedly I hadn't seen any, well, I'm sure there's data out there for the last few years, but it's, there's, to me, it looked, or what I saw that they're still increasing by 15 to 20% for women riders. Yeah. In 2016, that um, statistic came out from the MIC that 14% at that time of the industry was women riders. And they were trying to do more to get women engaged. So if it went up to mm-hmm. 20% now, that's a 6% over the last almost uh, eight years. Not a great, not a great. Uh, engagement but at the same time you can't force people like if somebody told me to rollerblade i'd be like fuck you you know uh yeah you can't force people to do what they don't want to but you just i i have seen i have seen an encouraging amount of women on bikes but i mean come on it's almost like the amount of women that play nfl football i think there's one (laughs) you know uh yeah yeah I would be surprised if it was over 20%, even even though they were trying to engage people since um, 2016 when that, that announcement came out, you know, so they were saying it's grown, but eh, I don't know. And how many of those bikes get registered by the old lady, but then the dude drives it? In your case, you're 100% opposite. We need I, more women like you, Kim. We need you to get out there and sell yourself hard to the ladies. And, I think um, that I wouldn't be surprised that more women have... Um, their M1 license than men riders. Maybe. Well, no. I mean, I, I don't buy that. I, yeah, I, moment. I would say I 15% like of women have their dirty. M1 license. Huh? I would say 15% of women have their M1 license. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say that the, that, that is going to be again, very dude heavy. Yeah. I would say that out of the, Hundred percent of women that ride, which make up the fifteen percent of the industry, I would say about like ninety percent, ninety-five percent have their M one because there's no way that chicks ride. The only thing that I think chicks ride without a license is fifty cc scooters because you don't. Depending on what state you're in or what city you're in, I, even you can get away with riding like a fifty cc without having an M one. But I, I I think that like ninety nine percent of chicks do what's what you're supposed to. Oh like, yeah, I'm saying that I think more men don't. Oh yeah, yeah. The men I don't still get think that the their M ones are more opt to not. Right. I I will say I mean I rode for 
a decade without one. So I don't, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If I mean, get, I think we're more by the book. If you get uh, a thousand people together and the, what would that be? A hundred and, would that be 150 that would be women out of the thousand? Is that fifteen yeah. percent? I'm. I'm I would sure say I'm that out of those hundred and fifty, that a hundred and forty-two would have their M1. Yeah. And the other ones would be like, "Well, I'm going to go get it." And I agree. out of that thousand people uh, with the other what eight hundred and fifty being dudes, you yeah. might find a significant amount of dudes not having their M1. But the fact is, they still are the majority. <laughs> The majority of the group right, is they're always going to be the majority because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. like more men than women. Right, right. But, but I see what you're saying. The ratio of M1 to, to you not know, might be, yeah, better. That could yeah. be. That could be for sure. I did also write a little dirty for a little bit. Yeah. Mike, what do you, what yeah. are you seeing here in the, in the industry that's unsettling or uh, we need Doppers. more or less? All of, right. Yeah, uh, hipsters, get them the fuck out of fuck the motorcycle out. Yeah. industry. They've um, been ruining. They've been ruining motorcycles for over twenty years now. <laughs> they ruin motorcycles forever. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Ruin um, a lot of shit. If you buy your way into the chopper world, that's fine. You can buy a chopper, but if you buy your way into the chopper world and then you don't do a goddamn thing with your bike and use it as a fucking prop. If you don't actually put miles on your motorcycle, but you use it for fucking photo ops and put it at a booth so you can sell t-shirts that you fucking took from a Goodwill, it, it, go fuck yourself. Honestly, you are the scum of the earth. Beyond the motorcycle industry, right. I hate you. That's um, like cultural appropriation. don't go far because they keep breaking down. Well, that's true. Yeah, but they break okay. down because the guys are on adventures, I'm not because they're trying this. to sell their fucking patchouli. And if you <laughs> if you are buying a chopper, and you don't have some mechanical wherewithal about yourself, if you if you're riding a motorcycle that is prone to breaking down, and you don't know how to fix it yourself, don't buy that fucking motorcycle. I agree. Put a tenth of a percent of effort into learning. It's not fucking hard. Go buy some wrenches at Harbor Freight. Go buy a bag to put those wrenches in. Put that on your chopper that you use for photo ops so that inevitably when you try and kick the bike over and you ride it 22 <laughs> miles and it breaks down, you have some way out of the situation. It, it just it kills me. I fucking yeah, hate it. It's, it's basically the same as cultural appropriation for a lot of other things. It's motorcycle culture appropriation you know what then, you're just are you just are you describing a company that's in san diego by chance you don't have to say the name but probably yeah um I, i'll tell you off air i feel like you're just yeah a certain I, I, i'm more than likely describing a certain company i'm yeah. describing a, a good group of people i have probably <laughs> 10 names that came to mind oh um, shit so that's hipsters and choppers, which I love choppers. They have such a soft spot for me. The other side of it is people who own a motorcycle, and this is men and women, who own a motorcycle purely as a piece of influencing garble so that they can post pictures of their bike on Instagram, so yeah. that they can make a video every now and then with their bike. 
but for some ungodly reason, this person who claims that they ride every day has 30 miles a year on their bike. Like, if you're going to pretend that you're about the life of riding motorcycles, ride your fucking motorcycle. L literally, if you bought your bike, and this is a huge trend, and I feel like this is something that goes back as far back as motorcycles exist, is people buy them because it's a cool idea, and then they're afraid to ride it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. whatever. But if you buy a bike, just fucking ride it. L literally buying, wasting your money. I don't care what other people do with their money. But also, don't waste your money. Don't spend the money on a motorcycle to look cool. To ride it to your corner bar once a year with your buddies. Yeah. Like, if you're going to buy a bike, ride your fucking motorcycle. Don't use it as a prop. Your your motorcycle doesn't make you cool. You're either cool or you're not cool. The bike doesn't help you. Um, and then to to further that, those stupid fucking fuzzy motorcycle <laughs> animal oh, helmet no. covers. Kim's favorite Patreon uh, supporter, Rob, is probably listening to this. Wondering Does if he, he wear this? He, yeah, he's got a dog one. That's how I. That's how Does I find him. Don't tell me that. That's how I usually find him at like motorcycle events. As I look for, and he wears fuzzy. it all the time. Oh, not all the time. I'm sure he didn't but, have okay. it when we met. Yeah, like okay. you know, once in a while, so, like in a group ride, so you know where he. Which so, one he is. and I guess that that that's fun, right? Oh, look at me! It's so fun. Yeah, look, you're a fucking idiot. And no one respects you. It's like riding a Can-Am. Yeah, Except cool. for you're Rob. exposed you to the elements. Rob, you're probably fine, okay? But this is directed at you a little bit. It, <laughs> yes. So <laughs> wearing those helmet covers is like, cool, look at me. I'm so cool and special and fun. No, you're not. You're, you're no more cool, special, or fun than anyone else in this group ride. Take that shit off. You look like a fucking idiot. Right? Oh, yeah. you showed up on your Can-Am? Oh, this is another one, guys. I have I have feelings oh. about these Can-Ams. Those, those are a trend. Trikes, if you can't hold your bike up on your own, and you've ridden motorcycles your whole life, and now and you can't and hold not, up a bike. And you're not critically injured. Right. And or you're disabled. not critically injured. Yeah. There you go. Go buy a trike. You've earned it. If you are <laughs> able-bodied, if you have all of your limbs and appendages, what the fuck are you doing? You look as stupid as you like. Are are you as stupid as you look? What? Why? Why did you do it? Because you think having a motorcycle is cool? Yeah. No. You've got one less wheel than a car. You can't split lanes. You you can't. You you, you take up a whole parking space when you park. You're a fucking car. You're you like you're you're not a motorcycle, and don't pretend that you are. Yeah. Um, can ams are very wide. I me no likey. I hate those things. I, I have, <laughs> I have feelings about them. Um, they they get they they do get a wave from me when I pass, but it's one finger. Um, <laughs> I wave my dick at them. <laughs> yep, I yeah. pull my dick. Um, I no, I just I I just fucking. <laughs> A lot of the trends. Did I you say hate ride trends. your dick. <clears throat> colored windshields. If you put a colored windshield on your fucking road glide, and that's the only thing you've done to your bike, you don't have a build. Don't call your bike a fucking build if you haven't built it. If you but took bro, your bike to the dealer, it's a Memphis shade. It's a Memphis shade. No, it's shade. Clockworks. Oh 
shit. If you took your bike to the dealer and the dealer put all those parts on for you, or you took that bike to a shop and the shop put all those parts on for you, you didn't build your fucking bike. Don't pretend. <laughs> you, you, oh man, I have feelings. You're hurting I, some feelings and I'm here for it. I strongly agree with the, with the with your opinion on half of this stuff. I'm like, kind of curious about the col- the colored um windshields but I, yeah, I don't have a fairing. I don't think they make colored windshields for the fairing that I have, which is good, but unless you're riding a Buell, uh, you know, a uh, Firebolt or there, I'm sorry, a Fireblade or anything. Those came with colored those came with colored oh. fairings that matched the colored airbox that you could fucking see through. It was sick. Those those came with colored. That so, was peak 2000s design. Those were that was so cool. Peak 2000s. I could see how that's acceptable because that's how it came in stock. But yeah, you go and put your colored uh, Memphis shades or Clockworks. Oh, God, <laughs> God bless Clockworks. But yeah, if you got one of their colored shades on there, brother. Or the brother. Simpsons helmets. I love the Simpsons helmets too. Brother. Uh, if you listen to the Fast Life podcast, I I apologize because I know that their cover art is the uh, the uh, host in his Simpson helmet. But yeah, I don't I don't get Simpson helmets when I was younger. Those were for drag racing. Even the auto, even the racing guys didn't. You know, only drag race dudes that were driving funny cars wore that shit. But uh, definitely not. Doesn't seem like it's motorcycle designed or aerodynamic or anything. But a lot of people it, seem to well, love it's them. Not. Have you yeah. worn one? Uh, no, they're too it's so loud. Yeah, oh, yeah. I had the lane splitter one, like the Biltwell lane splitter, and it was, yeah, it was so. And of yeah. course, that was one of my first, yeah, and not I my first to, helmet, but I don't want to shit talk Biltwell either. But I mean, I no. I, I just feel like that those are, you know, there's a company that Biltwell's not cranking them out in their factory, right? They're buying them from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, the Simpsons, I swear those are made for cars. And maybe that's why they were so fucking loud is because when you're in a cabin, <laughs> you don't have wind going over your helmet. But when you're outside, you do. Because, yeah, I I really think those were car helmets. And every when I used to race, you'd see Simpson race suits, Simpson mm-hmm. seat belts and sub belts for your, you know, for any any automotive needs, Simpson seats and cages, helmets. Never ever once was a motorcycle mentioned on there on the Simpson shit, except for until later. And I think that they are probably not great, um, but people think they look cool, so they buy them. People are retarded, though. You know they've proven that over and over. Uh, what what's the um, what's go go? Um. Go go! Oh, that was the for the colored windshields. That girl, Go Go, she mm-hmm. has a pretty big following. But yeah, she was who mentioned about the colored windshields. Gotcha. Thanks, Go Go, for looking out. <laughs> she does have one. She has a colored windshield. Oh shit! She's like, she's like, hey, this trend I know quite sucks. A few people. I got- <laughs> yeah, no, she, I think she's. I think she's for it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, tell her to come on. Tell her what we need is uh, Nokomoto started this, and it was a motorcycle civil liberties union. And if there is an offending trend or an offending design or an offending, you know, motorcycle uh, issue, they could, uh, you know, we we could have a, a very, we could have them come on and represent like and a, fight against GoGo. Duel. So, yeah. 
or with Gogo. I don't know how they work, but yeah, maybe she could plead her case for, uh, and, and we, we'd have to accept it even if we didn't like it. Uh, motorcycle civil liberties. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> awesome. Well, Hey guys, I don't know if you know, but we've been chatting for well over two hours now. We went, Oh, we know. Yeah. You guys been watching that time. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say that this next week, uh, I hope to have some scary, scary cuckoo stories. Next week's word is going to be, I I might even just go put it in the, uh, word of the week on that one page that mama Dawson has been saying the whole night. Um, but it's, it's going to be Halloween related or, or Sawin related or, you know, something related. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, this time of the year related. So that's going to be fun. I would, I I also have it in my plans to uh, try and make it out to a scary location. Um, I know, I know that you're going to be in, in Bisbee in the next few weeks at some haunted hotel. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could talk about that. What's supposed to be haunted there, but um, Mike, you could just drive to the Whaley house and uh, yeah, dude, walk walk around and tell us fake ghosts some fake ghosts yeah that place is so bullshit i've been through there a few times and it's like i never i never saw a ghost but um but yeah i do want to i do want to do uh you know carbon canyon is you know what they call that sleepy hollow and i think because at at nighttime it gets pretty crazy there may be a headless horseman that rides through there but maybe we can meet up at carbon or something in the next couple weeks i got a uh event at the bike shed tomorrow Sunday, I think I might be helping Wiggins put his um, uh, fairing on his bagger. But uh, I don't know. Maybe the weekend after that, we could hook it up uh, right before Halloween. Maybe record in person. That would, be the, that would be the bagger weekend, I think. Oh, yeah. I think. No. Oh, no. That's in, that's in November. No, that's October. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's on my calendar, but I think I've left it open to be spooky. So if you guys want to meet up somewhere, maybe we could meet up somewhere scary. Like my uh, my bedroom. All right. And uh, with that, that well, it's just scary. (laughs) With that, uh, this has been Creative Rooting. And we are brought to you by uh, 619 Mike Media Studio uh, (laughs) and Field Initiative (laughs) Knives. Um, you guys, I know Kim, you've got a good outro for us, but I did want to say, uh, find us, leave us a message. Um, and before Kim gives her outro, uh, check everybody out on the socials. You can find us on Instagram and some other page, which we're not supposed to say at creative writing podcast. Uh, mama Dawson, where can everybody find you? Uh, Dawson's freak on Instagram. Yep. And Mike is available in a couple places. Uh, yeah, six one nine Mike T on Instagram, and six one nine Mike Media is my photography page. Uh, yeah. Regularly posting about motorcycles. Do you have pics from the uh, this last weekend's um, SoCal bike drags up on there? Uh, yes, not yet. I'll be posting them. I posted the gallery um, to my story. I haven't posted any photos from it yet. Um, but I will be. There have gotcha. been people that are posting my photos. They gotcha. Yeah, yeah I'm anxious to see them. It, so, it sounds like it was pretty fun, and I and I want to see your stuff. I'm excited. I was thinking. I was just thinking of a business opportunity for you. Maybe talk to you about <laughs> it off the air. But um, yeah, but yeah. Great. Awesome. I think we um. I got a few. I got a few listeners that was started following me on Instagram. 
last week. I think they wanted to see that bang me tattoo because that was yeah. the only picture they liked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to see, I'm a meat banger. Yeah, they wanted to see, maybe they thought it was like in a certain body part or wow. something. Wow, like your ankle. Yeah. Do you have a rose tattoo on your ankle by chance? <laughs> All right. I do have a rose tattoo on my inner hip. Oh, your inner hip? Is that a place? Is that a real place? Not inside, but. I have have a rose tattoo (laughs) inside my spleen. It was, took him a long time to get it. Nobody's ever seen it except for the guy that did it. But yeah, you know, that's how it goes. (laughs) That's crazy. It was an interscopal tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yes all internal tattoo all internal sick dude and the guy's like hey i don't even know if i did a good job but uh <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the dough you idiot but um but yeah with that we will uh catch you on next week's show mama dawson send us out with your sweet ass outro it's a i'm doing another joke because oh, you must hear it my last one okay why do what do harley riders put on pancakes what do Harley riders put on pancakes? Yep. Potatoes? Potato, potato, potato. Hog cabin syrup. All right, everyone, go kill yourselves. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. That's also the call to action. That's the call to action. <laughs> if you're not dead next week, you did it. You, you missed the assignment. Bye. Adios. <laughs>